La 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 la. We live in a la 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 world. And now that Donald Trump is president, we do. La 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 la. La 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 la. Johnson's world. La 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 la. La 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 la. Hey everybody, this is John Seth and you're listening to John Seth, John Seth, I can't even say it anymore, it's been so long. It's been such a long time. I think time. I've had like, like little mini strokes Yeah. since then. John Seth's world. That's so. That's why everyone criticizes the name. They say it's hard to say. Mm. That makes sense to me now. Now, now it's difficult <laughs> for you. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's been a little while. Having a stroke like Biden. Or oh something. yeah, man. President, um, what, it's coming up. Oh, by the way, I went from eating. Mm. We have a newcomer today, uh, and just from the banter before the show starts, there's gonna be a lot of farting happening. I can I can tell. Clearly. Tons of, that's Dexter. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dexter. Dexter's uh, slightly smarter than Sean, but only a little, and less smart than Kevin. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're a smart one, Kevin. <laughs> 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 well, I'm sad to disappoint everyone. Sean hasn't prepared anything today. I got nothing. Very short All this time, and I have absolute shit for, for anything to, to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, though. There's a lot that's happened. Um, I don't. Did we? Did we record after the current pan, the pandemic we, started? You know when we we recorded with Paul Sports, and we did it uh, remotely, like a few months ago. We did social it, we, distancing. That's we, right. That's right. Yeah, we had a, we, we social distance. And how many watched the debate last night? Because I did not. I watched the clips, the highlights. I watched it all. Yeah, Stephen Crowder. Is that how you? Is that how you watch it? You watch you watch him live stream the watch, debate. And watch, I, yeah. I watch him watch the yeah. debate. <laughs> <laughs> An hour and a half of Stephen Crowder, dude. It's so hard. It's really hard. The high pitched voice kills me. He's so bad. I don't know why I choose to do it that way. I did it once and I had to turn it off. And then last time I was like, I think okay, I'm gonna try again. He's very hard. Very hard. Um, Sean, did you did you do anything though? Do we have any subjects at all? Well, it- I thought it'd be interesting. To- so you, well, Sean started, started on Twitter. I'm banned from Twitter, yeah. Because I noticed before this that for you, hate speech, you, you I, still I, don't have your account. Yeah, I, I did hate speech. Yeah, uh, I told a joke on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> what, what's your, I what, think Kevin's holding his eyes like this is the worst joke I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you call Israeli winemakers? Dexter. Grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that got me banned. It said, uh, they said it was hate speech. I mean, it's clearly anti-Semitic. Yeah. I mean, Did you see that? There's a thread about how anti-Semitic it was. I mean, the next thing you do, you're going to be invading Poland, and it's just all going to go downhill. I'll be leading that army. Yeah. Lead, invading Poland. I don't think that there's a lot of Jews in Poland. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a bad, a bad place to go. When you, if you're when you start to... buying a Hugo Boss uniform, then we're going to know Twitter was right. Yeah, right. Well, I don't think you become German. Anti-Semites. Well, if you wore a suit, that varieties. would be pretty notable in and of itself. That's true. So. Actually, I've never done that before. 
Well, no, oh, that's like married. a pre-genocide one. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm married. I wore a suit. That's 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 what. That's uh, true. No. First time I've worn a suit in. It's ominous, and we we all are witnesses. A lot of years. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Oh, hey, welcome, guys. This is, <laughs> this is like a post-bachelor party. So, yeah. uh, point is, uh, welcome to Junsess World. Is uh, it's now tamer and uh, more civilized. Uh, so it's like. William F. Buckley's Crossfire. So, is that, is that you C- look at me C- like you don't know what that is? CNN's Crossfire. Uh, is that is that? That's when that's when CNN had a show called Crossfire. Like I removed that, quickly. That it was have... actually it was when Tucker Carlson was on CNN because John Stewart was their guest and completely the ended Matthews? the show. Like it was like a weird segment that happened. I think that was an homage to. Uh, but I think it was a Buckley, right? Am I right? Is that is that what's what I'm wearing an ascot? Oh, you're, that's not an ascot. That's a napkin. But I like it. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> I took the road less gayified. Um, all right. First thing, Sean, you pick it. Um, first, first subject, you go. Oh, Sean started us the Socratic seminar, so like now he actually does mm. stuff, and he has to like stand in front of a group and sound smart. Yeah. So we're doing uh, doing a bit devs thing down here in South Florida. Uh, I know there's some bit devs meetups going on around the world, and mm-hmm. that kind of got started within the last year before all this went down, but. Uh, yeah, we're doing that again down here. So if you're in the area, look it up. Check them out. Meetup.com, I think, is where you have a lot of your stuff. That's Yeah, that's just where it yeah. goes. Is this so. number three? Four? Number three is coming up. Okay. Uh, that's a lot of work, I'm surprised. I've never seen you do more than two things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really challenge myself and, uh, you know, have a, have a, have a, have a great, uh, great, great decade, I guess. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about some Bitcoin shit? Uh, we haven't... Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess it's, yeah. it's kind of a Bitcoin show, yeah. <laughs> although we, we generally just we we generally don't do a lot of that. I see a lot of people in Bitcoin talking about uh, like the Michael Saylor shit with MicroStrategy and just uh, companies starting to buy, say they're going to buy. I think uh, like PayPal just announced something recently, and an acquisition, saying, not not a. Well, they said that they're going to integrate. Like BitGo, uh, they're looking to acquire companies, including BitGo. They're think. looking to acquire BitGo. Yeah, like they, they. I think they name explicitly named BitGo as one of the companies they're they're potentially looking at. To, Pure to rumor, acquire, speculation so. at this point. But there was a Bloomberg article written with yeah. the headline. So. Oh, that makes it you know real. Yeah. I think I saw that was <clears throat> was there an actual uh, press release though from PayPal, or is it was it? No, no, not at all. Interesting. Mm. Just rumblings. Well, I. I think it would be a very bad thing for PayPal to have anything in the space that's important. Any of like the infrastructure. Mm. People, Can you imagine? people say they want to buy the talent, like they need to get talent in the space because it's limited, which is true. But I don't know if that's the way to uh, secure it. Nobody but, knows well, more about limited talent than PayPal. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> First zinger. So, you should get, I wish we had an award for competitive that. Competitive advantage. Yeah. X.com. Well, wow. from what people say, BitGo is responsible for cu- custody of, of a lot of Bitcoin. Now PayPal will be. Um, so in the, in the event of something like PayPal taking that over, uh, that, that's going to be very... Square buys Coinbase and then someone buys uh, Amazon buys Gemini or something. Right. Could you gonna... imagine PayPal withholding from all of the Nazis that hold Bitcoin? Or just taking their Bitcoin. That's what yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't need a cold wallet. Just give us you know, your keys. It's cool. Right. PayPal. So, so we ever screwed? 
So yeah, exactly, yeah. The fact that <laughs> the fact that you can't withdraw from the PayPal application, people are, you know, saying that that's not real or whatever. But well, doesn't Robinhood have a similar feature? Where you never are able to withdraw, they just I, most people don't want to withdraw it anyway, which is kind of the way I see it. But why does why would why would Robinhood even take any ownership of coins then? Robinhood has offers Bitcoin. I think that they have. I, I, I don't a think so. Trading platform. I have not seen anything like, like like that. Like three years ago, they started offering this thing. Are we that? We're are, so are, are we that? Are we that dumb? <laughs> <laughs> are we out of I touch? I like to think I would have <laughs> seen, that, seen that. that. <laughs> I guarantee you, Saad. They've been doing it for years. They have a crypto okay. trading platform. That's Robinhood. No, no. Oh no. Well, show me that. But I remember when when a Cash App first launched, you couldn't withdraw from there either. I don't know right. how long they did it, but like you have a trading platform. If you never take if you never take ownership of the Bitcoin or people just trading, like why would why would the trading app ever buy coins? I mean, I like the concept of a trading platform where you can't withdraw your money. Yeah, it's pretty it's, funny, right? It's pretty good. Well, then you can withdraw the money. I think they call that Madoff.com. Yeah. <laughs> or Robinhood. Yeah. <laughs> you just lose it all. That's the way it works. <laughs> well, no, you, you have an infinite gain. You just can't ever get it. Because what they really do is print spreadsheets that go up. Yeah, but you're describing 0.001% of people. The rest of the people lose everything. Yeah. With leverage. That 20x Kevin leverage I'm speaking button. from experience. Mm. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> are you doing, are you doing predicted at all this year? Anybody? No, I, Anybody? I follow no. it a little bit. Are you just are reading you, it today? You're, you're monitoring that, right? Like, I'm are you, monitoring are you, it. Are, are you making any any bets or anything? Or Dude, just I kinda... am such a pussy when it comes to bets. Yeah, I'm all talk, no walk. But I, I like uh, I, I've been watching. I'm mainly watching it to because because I I don't believe in prediction markets. I think they're stupid. I think they're really stupid sources of information. I don't think they're sources of information. I think they just reflect what everybody knows or thinks they know. What's better than them? Anything, like everything else. Uh, what, by the way, a New York it, Times article or no, a I poll? Just, they literally reflect what the New York Times says. Like, there's nothing interesting about what they – like, I go on there. I'm like, okay, like, that's the same information that I already had from, like, realclearpolitics.com. But does anyone really buy that they're actually <clears throat> sort of stochastic enough to be expressive of actual – political beliefs because i look at them like another form of a marketing budget you know wh- hi i'm working for biden and this is really cheap right now i'm gonna buy this we're gonna make it look like Biden's winning. oh he's rallying yeah. and then and then use that to pass off to all the people in the media who will we'll just say, write a press release oh, about look, that that's going up mm-hmm. but at the same time if you know tr- if there's a 30 point reversal in a predicting market like how much money does that really take and is that amount of money outside the the reach of these campaigns especially when they're Spending a billion dollars. Well, especially when you're three months or ten like, months what's out. What's the float on predicted in terms of where well, the liquidity per I like think for it, the presidential it, race? It, it, it showed like an average of like three point three million contracts for some of the more popular ones. I, I don't know what and that they all represents. Bucks or something? How's it work? I'm not sure, but and it's also capped at eight hundred and fifty max per contract. So it's it's kind of really move the market. It, it's skewed that you can't continue to hammer it. You know you. You have to. They're probably trying to predict, protect from what I'm saying. Well, it becomes the, the, I think there's gambling laws that come into play there. Mm-hmm. That you know, it becomes a different animal if you can just, you know, keep firing. But it also makes it useless because the only way that you can have actual information in that market yeah. is if someone that can move the market can walk in there and be like, "Oh, I know that's wrong. Yeah, I'm going to buy four million dollars worth of it until like it's no longer profitable to buy." Right. My argument has been that these uh, betting markets have become significant enough that they're worth manipulating and i i think for so half of a camp, half of half of a campaign ad you could manipulate it especially 
early on pretty easily. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think I, I just I'm very skeptical that they'll ever be anything more than that, particularly because all of them are completely like regulated entities that can't allow for people to make lots and lots of money in them. Right. I mean, that, yeah, but that's just predicted. The the offshore books all carry it. It's, it's one of the more popular betting options. Doesn't that make? I mean, the, the, the offshore books then are more accurate than it. I would think that betting betting options are more accurate than predicted. I, I I haven't checked really lately, but I would imagine that they're very close, if be, not identical, essentially. Yeah, but predict it would be a lagging indicator, I would think, in that sense. Because, like, the offshore books know how much money they got coming in. Yeah. So, like, they'll jump first and then predict it would follow because it's just a hedge against. Sure, but when they move, I don't think they move that much and that fast that uh, $850 wouldn't move it right in line. They would if somebody knew something. That's my point. Oh, you're right. You're right. I mean... And the first thing that would move would be the offshore books. Mm-hmm. What's been amazing to me in this election is that I'm watching these the states in the United States like mm-hmm. kind of flip-flopping. Like People are very, very unsure. Like Florida was very strong Democrat the other day, and then it just suddenly switched. And now it's pretty like... it's All, all, all of all these Florida bets are up for yeah. uh, favoring Republican. Well, I mean, we're mm-hmm. in the middle of Florida. Florida's not going to go Democrat. It would be very surprising. Shocking. Mm-hmm. It would be shocking. I, I think the amount, I think the Hispanic vote is going to be... Over like high, higher in favor of Trump than people thought. I think that what's going to happen in a lot of places, including Florida, is that Trump's going to pull out more first-time or infrequent voters than people realize, even more so than last time, or should we say just a newer crop, a newer slice of them. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. I mean, it's uh, the more interesting thing about predicted is, like, contrast that with 538.com and, and Nate Silver's... Right. I mean, very hard to understand exiting of reality. I mean, with him predicting 400 electoral votes for Biden, like, I certainly think it's a competitive race. I certainly think Biden could win. But believing that Biden's going to win all the population centers, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, New York, California, obviously New York and California, we're going to give to Biden. But What I think is funny is that, that 538, like Nate Silver... He predicted the Obama, the original Obama election, right? And then since then, yeah. his, his 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 results have been absolutely absurd. Well, wasn't it just the 2012 against Romney? Like I that, think so. That, yeah, that, that was like the first by, thing like state, that he predicted. State by state, yeah, he got every state correct. Yeah, which you know everyone's like, well, that's a one in four hundred quadrillion chance of getting that. Yeah, I mean, but it's just because he looked at like county by county. He was he was way more granular then than he is now. First of all. I, I predicted Trump's election map, except for Vermont and New Hampshire, correctly in August of that year, and I did it with just basically bourbon. So you know, it, it can you can just get lucky. I mean, is my point. And um, I believe I was <laughs> I it like bourbon. No, I mean that is pretty much. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Maybe you just went. It was pretty much a rant, and there was some bourbon. <laughs> maybe it was. I'm maybe it was California. I mean, maybe Washington. You know, Nate, Nate Silver has a special baseball jersey, you know, and whatever, some essential oils, and he runs with it, and he got it right in 2012. But but what he's doing now, I mean, seems like just grandstanding. Like, it's so ridiculous, the 400 mark, that it's just Well, like, my, my issue with the polls is I think the polls are inaccurate. That's That's a guess. But I think they're compoundingly inaccurate. And I think it's because, like... They're based on models in previous elections that are inaccurate, and they continually compound this inaccuracy like over the period of years. So I don't think the polls have gotten it right since Bush Gore. 
If then. Well, in, in, in Bush Gore, Bush Gore, they said uh, Gore was going to win the Electoral College and Bush was going to win the popular vote. It happened the opposite. Right. So that year, like, the, the, they were wrong. I don't think they've been correct since before then. Like, I think they got, what, they got Ross Perot. I, I think they had the Clinton election pretty well. well. There, there's kind of a, a giant lurking assumption that you're making, which is that they're honest. Well, I don't. I don't make that assumption. <laughs> no, but but what I mean is, once you, for instance, statistics fails when you don't control for sample size, when you don't actually get a random sample. And that's like the accuracy side. That's like where Nate Silver has got the chops to. But but you know, statistics really fails when the game is rigged, because then statistics isn't even in play. And you know, honestly, when you talk about the polling environment in the United States. I mean, we can talk a lot about mechanics problems, about how who you can get on the phone, but I'm kind of on the, you know, where I am is it's just not honest anymore. There's too much oversampling where they find a statistical excuse for it, but then do it for, for means of pushing the candidate. And they believe that they can drive voter outcome by changing the statistics. It is simply another Malcolm Gladwell book. Well, right? okay, so here, here's the thing. Like in Bitcoin, we always think about like points of failure and everything, and I that's that for me is what's interesting about these polls. So you have a bunch of methodologies. You have people doing probably a similar methodology to all previous elections, right? They're getting on the phones, they're calling some list, they're getting answers to questions, they're writing the question, you know, the answers down, they're submitting these answers, and then they're tabulated and magic. Then poof, here's the results, right? Well, somebody or a team is making a decision about like what the demographics are going to look like in any given like poll. Or not not poll, but like in the actual end results. How are they going to weight Democrats versus Republicans? I want to know, is that one person? Or is that a team? Because I wouldn't be surprised if it's one person. Right? Like you, you or, get like one a, kind of like a, stupid a, like, yeah. like partisan asshole. Or a small handful of people that right. all have the same incentive to, to make this up. Because because I, was, I was thinking along those I don't lines. Think, I don't think it's unlikely. Yeah. I think it's very likely. That, I, think, like, I think that's happening. We're seeing. I'll I, let you stop the de- the way to the Democrats. Okay. Oh, Biden's got an eleven percent lead. Like it's it just it's to me eleven percent in the United States is. Have you, I mean, have you seen that before? Well, the, this it's also you don't forget. Most of us are looking. I mean, to your propagation of error comment, <clears throat> most of us are looking at polls that are a combination of registered voters, likely voters, and um, I mean, I think those are the only two, but that those are radically different groups, and then who is deciding which those are? They're asking the people, you know, how, how do you intend to vote? Have you early voted, I guess, would be a valid way to, I don't know if you even would include those people in a, I mean, they're very likely, they're, they have voted. Um, but how do you get plus, them on the phone? Plus the people themselves knowing the bullshit are you going on and saying, I'm going to lie to these people just to fuck their numbers up. I yeah. mean, like, it's it's all a system of people that have, like, no real incentive well, to tell. People, I don't think Even if you can derive some measurement of accuracy from those numbers, don't have an incentive to disclose those numbers. I don't think that pollsters believe that there's any sort of coordinated, like, lying going on on the Republican side. And I don't, I mean, there isn't, it's not coordinated, but I think everyone came to the same conclusion many, 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 many moons ago that, like, if they call me, I'm telling them I'm voting for Biden if you're voting for Trump. Yeah. Because, like, the amount of, like, if you aren't in the U.S., and a lot of listeners aren't, and this is the thing, like, I I see these opinions coming down from, like, limeys and whatnot, 
And I think it's hilarious when people opine on American politics because you're not on the fucking ground. You have no idea what it's like here. It's very different. Like, in the U.S., if you are a Trump supporter and you're in public, it's actually kind of dangerous for you in some places if you're like, like, I won't wear, like, I don't want to get punched. I don't wear a MAGA hat to a bar. It takes one unhinged person. And Florida is like a hilarious example because, like, everybody's unhinged. Tons of people. So you might be surrounded by Trump supporters and one, you know, bitch-ass little prick comes up to you and punches you for no reason other than that you're wearing a red hat. You know, it happens all over the country here. And they don't, you don't see it. If you're watching, I don't know, British Action Network, what do you have over there? BBC. Well, I'm curious to know, for, because you are interacting with people who are not in the U.S., like what sources do they use, see, rely on for their like worldview of what goes on in the United States? Everyone's because watching it's BBC, which is just like reading off teleprompted news from CNN and NBC and ABC. Like those in the U.K., I mean, Peter McCormick talks about this a lot. I mean, I've heard him say it numerous times. I'm in the U.K. I'm more neutral. And I'm like, well... It's That's because, a really dumb thought. It's because their media tells them they're more neutral. <coughs> yeah, it's sort of the official position. Um, we are we are we are less partisan than you know. Along those States. lines, I, you remember last election around this time that large British sports book, Paddy Power, paid out early. On I remember that Hillary Clinton. Hillary, yeah, yeah, twice. It was almost. I think it was a million dollars. Yeah, and then we're wrong and have to pay out again yeah, on the Trump they were, side. They were more neutral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're not here in the U.S., it's really hard to understand what's going on. Yeah. Well, you, uh, I, I, and even within the U.S., there's people who are, like, completely, like, the, you know, their their interaction with like events and what goes on is is completely in the in the vein of like the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the New York Times. They read a headline, they read like nothing, they read a paragraph, and they just think, oh, that's actually happening. That's actually what's going on. I mean, it's the, it's the people that think that like Trump is literally like bringing back well, like white nationalism. I think there's a lot of people who don't and, know like, that news isn't real, like. This whole fake news thing, it's true. It's not in It's the US. propagation of error. Yeah. Again, you know, it's, it's, that's kind of, I guess, the show theme at this point is like when you have a, you don't have a dynamic market. We don't have know. a theme. Right, right. We but don't have a theme. It's, it's Bitcoin. <laughs> Check that. It's Bitcoin with one <laughs> node, right? Like when you have one thing that's just the center of the echo chamber and it just reverberates everything out from that well, it, one. It's super weird to me when they all use each other as sources. I mean, I suppose that's obvious that that's going to happen, but, well, how do you know that that's the case? Well, New York Times said it. Oh, well, how right. do you know that's Worse the case? Worse now, Washington they use a single tweet. Mm -hmm. A single tweet right. can be a, be a source that they all jump on, which, you know, isn't even a person. It's just, you know, it could be a bot at this point. Millennials killed the journalist star or something. I mean, there there's no journalism anymore. It's dead. I mean, there's journalists, maybe. But they're few and far between. What, what would you define as real germ journalism? Uh, truth. I mean, I can I can easily articulate. Well, because because I can, I mean, I can articulate I, what journalism is. I'm real skeptical journalism. it ever existed. Oh, it, 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 it's worse today. I agree with you there. But, journalism. But I I, I've I've had this discussion with a lot of people what journalism is, and and I think people don't understand. Journalism is the act of conveying a picture to you that is completely neutral. It's a really hard thing to do, and it means that you can't use things like adjectives. Pretty simple. You can't say, or you can't use adverbs. You can't be like, he was running quickly. You know, you might be able to say, 
he was running at 2.3 or, or like 3.2 miles per hour. You know, you can be as exact as you want, maybe one significant digit. You have to fact yeah. sprinkle. You're literally just giving facts. So that's journalism. It's a near impossible task to do true, pure journalism. You have to be a computer. And it's super boring for everybody. So, you know, what you do is you get as close to that as possible. And then you end up at, like, Hemingway. And Hemingway does journalism uh, of the war. And what does he do instead of, like, you know, conforming to the standard of, you know, trying to be as close to accurate as possible. Instead, he's like, the tank was rolling tankity-tankity-tankity-tankity-tankity-tankity. And you're like, you're reading it, you're like, what the fuck is this? And there was a period after each tankity. Yeah. Because it's Hemingway. Yeah, right. And you're, you're like, what the fuck is this? This isn't... But he's like telling me the noise it makes. It's I mean it's cool. It's a narrative, but it's not journalism per se. And the farther you get away from that, you know, you move into Truman Capote. Truman Capote writes these narrative books, and again, phenomenal pieces of literature. Not like at that point, you're getting a little bit farther from journalism because you're suddenly interjecting sort of emotion and an appeal to your emotion with you know narrative. And and really, if you think of, if you know if you've looked at, at Truman Capote, Capote's uh, was it there? There will be blood in in cold, in blood. cold blood. In cold blood is really the first time that a narrative journalistic style was ever ever applied to journalism. Followed by you know Norman Mailer's Armies of the Night and others. So you have this sort of long history of journalism. It used to be as close to you know what journalism should be as possible, uh, and and then it just got further and further away. And I don't know that it was ever great. And in fact, I know it wasn't ever great because we used adverbs and adjectives in old journalism. But at least, at least those journalists tried. Well, if you go back to like the print era and you you read what Mencken used to write about uh, the whole industry, and you realize that as time went forward, we went towards you know World War II was the 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 break between you know print and radio, and then radio and TV came later, but. The, the whole way that the, the, the sort of most people, I think, alive today who are old enough to remember Walter Cronkite and then the sort of Tom Brokaw era, they have this belief that those guys were essentially valid, right? They are just perfectly, they're just great presenters. Oh, we, we long to have them again. But we, we, don't, we don't have a history of this great journalist in TV. It's sort of all of, of the fiction that we were fed. I we mean, don't really have a history of great journalism anywhere. I, I, yeah, no, but that's my point. As we, I, go, I, as we go further back, there may be, <clears throat> I'll put it this way, the uglier people are, then maybe there's more variance towards, like, but once you start... Like Anne Rand would have made a great journalist. <laughs> once you select for, <laughs> you know, once you select for telegenics, you, you're limiting... You're limiting a lot of people that could really do the. If, if we believe that journalism should expose truth, basically only Sean can be a journalist today. Especially yeah. if we did it by biceps. I'm the best, I'm the best looking. Yeah. You're the best looking. Exactly. Yeah. Your nose could do some work. But it's like in the post World War II era, journalism would be very much still influenced by like an American centric, you know, viewpoint but, but, or whatever, and, and it would not probably probably not delineate very far well, well, in the, from that in the beginning of some TV. Truth, so think back to radio. Radio was very interesting in the war because radio was the one type of media. Now see here, could the, you couldn't print newspapers during the war and get them to people the way you could do it with radio, especially in you know the theater of Europe and Britain. Radio was the only way real journalism and real information and propaganda could spread. Because there was no distribution of print that was practical. 
And, you know, as we go forward into the 50s and the Cold War and, you know, the, the putting the three networks on every night, presenting, you know, the Murrow, the, you know, the Cronkite, you know, center of gravity. At that point, the networks were very, very close with the CIA. The 50s, Project Mockingbird, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, the CIA figured this out very early, but I mean, like, it, a quick question for you. Real interesting think, think, think experiment. Can you name a journalist in history that is a hero of people who are ideologically right-wing? Christopher Hitchens. I don't think so. Uh, he, was, he wasn't really a journalist. He was more of an essayist. Maybe Andrew Breitbart. Well, maybe, yeah, he, Breitbart probably. Maybe yeah. O'Keefe I'm, now. I'm not sure I would call Breitbart but, a, a, real, a journalist. He's a muckraker. I mean, but, like, I mean, so was uh, Pulitzer. So it is what yeah. it is. You mean right-wing at the time? I'm like, just, or, yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying, right-wing, like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying the journalist yeah. is right-wing. I'm saying people that are right-wing ideologically. Are there, but, but, can but, you but name people, that are, people that are right-wing ideologically during that period of time or now? Like, what, like right, right, right-wing ideological when? Listen to the question. People that are right-wing I, are... So there's a, a period, periodicity there. Mm-hmm. Are right-wing ideologically, can you name any journalist in history who is a hero of those people? So we got Breitbart, maybe. But O'Keefe, it, maybe. It's harder going back. Go back. But they'll, they'll name people like Cronkite for their, quote, objectivity, well, which the they're thing wrong is, about. The, the, left, the left-wingers have a long list. And, I mean, it starts at, like, Upton Sinclair, who had a bullshit piece of journalism in the jungle. But, right. But it was the first, you know, it's it, it sort of Upton Sinclair is almost like the beginning of the panic journalism, you know, the population bomb, Silent Spring, things that were always going to be the, the end of the world. And, and, and leftists have used journalism over, over time as like a, a way to sort of influence society in the way that religion does. I mean, a lot of the, the population bomb is a great example of that, right? Like to move, to move society into discussions of things like, you know, uh, bullshit uh, global warming discussion. Like, and, uh, sorry, people who believe in global warming. I'm not saying it's not true. I want to get that off. I'm just saying that, like, the entirety of history in terms of, like, I'm not even trying to go there. The entirety of history, if you look at the history of the discussion of the environment, has been pushed as a religion more than it has as a science until around the early 90s. When it became scientific? What happened in the earth? They decided that it was science. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like chiropractic. <laughs> Tickness. <laughs> well, journalists and media have, have always been a like a, a thing that has like disseminated ideology and therefore like everything that is leftist in terms of ideology. But there, there was a time. There was a time when like nationalism was was a function of journalists, right? Like they 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 could report and be nationalists, right? And nowadays nowadays that's anathema. It, it can't be. You can't be a nationalist and like, like I mean, America like bringing in journalists and being like, uh, hey, journalists, you need to be a part of the war effort. You need to, you know, have a pro-American message. We'd really love it. We're going to give you good pro-America stories. You're going to write about and journalists going out there and you know doing their duty to like report those things, but also while like you know giving some scrutiny to the government. The last time we tried that was Iraq. We embedded reporters, and it, I mean it worked kind of until it stopped working. But, like, it's, it's interesting that journalists, like, have been used in that capacity, and then there was a long period of time where they really were they stopped. Vietnam probably is the, the greatest example of journalists uh, avoiding the nationalist stuff. 
Uh, I think the invasion of Iraq is probably a good example of them sort of readopting it. And then after that, like, it's just gone. There's none of that. There's no national pride, nothing. They they used to you know keep the communists out. Now it's the only people allowed in. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Somewhat of a sea change. But what well, do you the, think about anybody with a camera and a microphone can go out and you know you don't need a network, you don't need a magazine, you can report on what's going on, and a lot of people do. How yeah, do you, I think that's great. I mean, I think that that is the new era, and I think that it's really difficult for people to figure out what is true and what is not, though. Like that's the thing with the era. If you look at the era, the rising up of blogs in the early two thousands. You have this weird phenomenon where everybody's like, oh, my God, anybody can be a journalist. And they show up at, like, I don't know, what is it, a fashion week? And they're like, I'm a blogger. Like, oh, well, yeah, okay. Let me in. I'm a journalist, blogger. And, like, oh, no. So eventually bloggers were starting to get let in. I remember in fashion week specifically, they, the first time they let a blogger in, it was just big national news. I mean, like, people were criticizing this blogger. Is it really a journalist? You know, whatever. And, and now you have people doing the same thing sort of on YouTube where they take a camera out. So you have an entire segment of the population that is familiar with how to access videos where Antifa, for example, is punching right-wingers in the street and shooting people and protesting and burning buildings down. And then you have a whole segment of the population that has no idea how to get those videos, where to get those videos, why they should get those videos, and they just watch CNN. Or believe that those videos are... AI or some other nonsense, right? Because they're they, conspiracists. As much, I mean, they're 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 they're, no, they're, they're, they're conspiracists. They're just so <laughs> technologically illiterate that they believe that it, that that level of detail can be faked now because somebody told them. And it's interesting when the whole AI and deep fake uh, video uh, awareness campaign started about you know 16 months ago or so. And it, at the time it happened, I was like, well, why are they spending so much time and energy? They. Tell, they, they. Telling the general public about deep fakes. It, it just seemed like a very kind of it's for the videos, subject. It's for the videos well, that are coming out about be, Hillary on Epstein's Island. Right. But, it's, it's, <laughs> it is actually to help plant the seed but, so that people will disbelieve videos that well, I, are I, very, very realistic I'm very because surprised. they're real. I'm very surprised <laughs> that like, right now we're amidst this like, Hunter Biden scandal. If I were Joe Biden, the first thing I was like, they're deep fakes. Right. Clearly not Hunter. Like, yeah, he, he but, did those things. But. but at the same time, a lot of people that are online, like you think of like maybe like the Reddit population, has an extreme left-wing bent. Like if you go to like our videos or our public freakout where you see, oh, there's a lot of political stuff happening, it's all in one ideological direction. That, like that's it's all... Or any subreddit. From, at, any, well, and, and, yeah. and Reddit's had a history for the last decade of just clearing out any... Like anything that is like uh, right of center in terms of like well, uh, a subreddit, but, blows... but 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 if you read the comments on like public freakout, it's all obviously like one sided. Like the mask issue is one sided. Yeah. When they show anything related to Biden, Trump, or anything, it's all one sided. When they show like somebody being outrageous and ignorant, it's always a right wing Trump supporter person. It's never like here's an Antifa video. Here's here's left wing people freaking out and and, and doing stuff. The, the type of stuff that you and I probably see, yeah, never there. And it's like. You it, when you read all of those comments, it's like this is a lar- like this is this is a large Kevin body only, of people. Kevin only watches World Star. Yeah, it's the best, <laughs> best, <laughs> best, news, best news on the internet. <laughs> you really want to uh, know what's going on? De- Dexter's Dexter's more of a four chan. But, 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 but can't argue with taste. <laughs> but 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 the very online people you can <laughs> like people are siloed into like their own like like completely like 
removed from each other in terms of what's actually going on. Well, I, I and, I mean, and, and to be honest with you, the counterpoint to what we're talking about is that, yeah, you do see Antifa doing things and you see riots and stuff. But it's Antifa's really an ideology. It's, but it's really only in a few very select areas. And most people in the country are not affected by right. Like a lot of this stuff. Like the reality of you going outside and examining the world around you is that none of this is actually right. happening. And all of this is happening amongst the mostly not deadly virus. That's what I'm calling coronavirus. Okay. Yeah. Like 90, 95% right. of the time. Well, I, I like the uh, <laughs> real, real, real virus fake pandemic. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, yeah I think so. I think, too. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's. I, someone said that in a comment. And I was like, "Yep, that's it." Mm-hmm. Real virus, so, fake pandemic. So, so I, many of us didn't really understand what you meant by that because they were like, "Well, how can you say it's a fake pandemic?" Just to clarify that, like the pandemic part is is, is the is the perception of, of how bad this actually well, I mean, is. Not, heard, not, like, not the virus did, itself. Did you hear that in Africa they don't they they're they're not getting a lot of COVID? Oh really? Yeah. Do you know why? Do you know why they're not catching it? Because they're not testing it? They don't watch TV. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the internet there, so that's why they don't yeah. have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I operate under the assumption that, that people who uh, are currently talking about flat earth are making a joke. And if I am wrong about this, then mm. I can ad- we can address it later. But I find it very interesting that, like, somebody tried to, I mean, prankster is fine, but, like, to show how far you can push a small group of people to believing something that's utter nonsense. And I think it's almost like a case study in how media and journalism work today. And like what you're talking about on Reddit, it's it's when you prohibit any meaningful exchange of information by, you know, calling one side or calling all sides but one, which is more accurately what the world we live in is like. It's not that it's right versus left. It's left versus all. And the leftists have, frankly, seized the commanding heights of most of the media outlets. My, and, and the schools, obviously. My whole thing there is that like, when, I, when I look at the corollaries in Christianity in particular, that, is, that specifically is a lack of the ability to be redeemed. That's, I mean, that's literally what that is. You cannot have your ideas changed if they're bad if you don't allow people to present the other side. Right. I, oh, I agree with that. But I think the, the thing I'm trying to focus on is this, that what you can't develop ideas. Like, what truth, truth may be ineffable and unachievable, fine. But those of us who believe that it's a desirable thing to work towards, and this might be a uh, analogous to you know some sort of religious salvation angle. But I'm just saying, like, if you care about a topic and you want to talk to experts in that topic, and then you're told you can't talk to anybody except for this small group over here, you're going to get pulled into a very distorted position. And, and over time, if those people are never challenged and no views are brought in to hit their obvious weaknesses, you have propagation of error, you have distortion, and you have a speed of transformation that is is totally not the way it is normally. You know, you look at a lot of the sort of gender politics theory, whatever you want to call all of this. This couldn't have happened if there was a true open forum, right? It, it can only happen when people are just denied because of their race or their status of privilege from even participating in a conversation. And you know, wherever we go from here is not going to lead us to a place where there's any consensus on what truth is. There's going to be larger and larger disenfranchised people who refuse to accept the new reality well, that's being dictated. Okay, so I, I think we all agree on a lot of things, apparently. We haven't talked in months, and I've seen a lot of people change their political opinions. It sounds like we haven't really. But simple question for all. I mean, do you feel 
Kevin, do you feel like you have changed ideologically over the last 10 years, or are you basically where you were 10 years ago? Basically where I am about 10 years ago. Sean? Uh, I, I've definitely changed. Yeah? Yeah. In what way? But, but in, in that I... Um, I mean, 10 years ago, I, I really... <laughs> I was a dumb kid, you know? I probably am still a dumb kid, but... Yeah. Um, I, I mean, ideologically, how, I guess? Sure. I, I, I think I, I reject a lot of liberal ideas. Um, Did you? Okay, Just uh, based off a lot of the stuff yeah, I've seen Did you accept a lot years. of those 10 years ago? Yeah. Like, okay. like I mean, I was, I was a big Hitchens, like, left, like... You know, liberal democracy. Hitchens is hard not. Hitchens yeah. is hard not to like unless you read his books. Yeah. Uh, what about but, you, Dex? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I don't know that I've. Um, I mean, when you ask about politics, for me, it's more about the things I've kind of I no longer listen to than how my beliefs have changed. I just don't take any of it seriously anymore. I, I view it as a like just a, a clown show, and I, I I wish I could take any of it. You know, I just feel like we've left, uh, we've left discourse, and now we're in farce. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm similar to that, and I would reflect Kevin's opinion as well. I, I, like, I haven't changed ideologically so much. I haven't moved, but these people all over society that I'm, I'm watching now, like the left in particular, has moved, and they've changed their their opinions on like like they they believe their neighbors went from being you and me to being Nazis. So, my my ideology my ideology did not change while I saw that happening, and because you see that happening, you start questioning like why is why is that going on? Why is it only the left? Why is it always moving in this one direction? Which then make, causes me to reflect on that and and say, hey, may, maybe this current system that we have that I thought was like really awesome and great. Uh, needs to be completely revised because it's it's, this, it's the system itself. Sean's part of Antifa, but it's the, no. Tear it down, man. <laughs> yeah, tear it down. But it, like, how 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 do you get to a world where like you know you you have such a large percentage of population? Just feel the Nineteenth Amendment. It's very easy. Well, that's that might be one of the ways to 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 to, to affect the system <laughs> to, to 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 change it from the direction that it's going. But it does seem to be going inevitably towards the left. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I think the American system's interesting because it's changed in really problematic ways. Like, I was reading an article yesterday that a, a woman was writing on Twitter saying, well, "I mean, I guess it was a rant more than an article, more of a screed, a Twitter, a tweed. We should call them tweeds. That's great. That's Twitter what they should screed. be. Twitter screeds. It's a portmanteau. Uh, tweed. She was she was writing a tweed uh, about how we need to you know encourage more voting, make voting mandatory. And the reason is, is because it would, it would, you know, our system's broken. It would help further redistribute wealth. And I was like, "What? <laughs> like, that's the goal? Who decided that? Yeah. The goal is because the way that I see it is, when you're voting, you're literally voting for the people who are going to go to Washington and decide on how they're going to spend the treasure which you did or did not contribute to. So, I mean, I, I think at this point, I believe that people that contribute to the treasure should vote, and those who don't shouldn't. I, I think that's where I am fully. So basically you want the Mark Zuckerberg uh, float, float of Facebook. I get all the votes well, and you give me No, money. I don't think you should do based on percentage. It's not like a node, like a Bitcoin operation in that way. It's just that like... So it's still one man, one it's vote. One man, it's one but vote. It's but one it's one tax but, but, but you're describing you're describing more of a limited democracy where people actually have a certain state. I'm describing what America before. was like. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm well, describing. Well, and when... In the past, like you had... Back in the day. Like you had like the, 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 the political power... 
only residing within like the right people that that actually had more of a stake in the system. One trans man, one vote. Yeah, (laughs) and then that'll help all the lobbying because there'll be like a hundred people. That's true. Who can vote? One trans man. Put them all in a room. You kind of and then we all bribe the living shit out of them. That's right. And it's and then we can do pay per view and literally we'll be ruled by one trans man, one vote, a hundred trans men, a hundred votes, and then it's all done. And we don't have to put up with the rest of this shit Mm. where (laughs) we have to watch these debates with like you know. I I also am not. I am. I also am not for voting directly for senators. I don't know why we got rid of that. It used to be that the state house picked the senate. There was a lot of skullduggery in the end of the 19th century. That's fine with me. I'm better. I'm and, better off. And 50 it took people until 1913 or 50 get... people doing skullduggery is a lot easier than like a hundred, like uh, like 40 million ignoramuses. And that's like Hunter Biden's apartment vote. in L.A. Basically. Yeah, we can we can do away with him. <laughs> it's all hookers and cocaine in the way. Probably. <laughs> I watched a video on that. They geo tagged the photo. Did you see the same one? Yeah. That was pretty wild. Did they, they really? They found the room of uh, it belonged to uh, what was it, a, sick, a famous sick, sitcom star uh, yeah. in Hollywood. It was pretty wild, but they Ooh. pinpointed the, the guest house where that the bathtub edit, photo was taken. Edit your EXIF data, people. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Did you, oh, did you see? Oh, the, the uh, did you see the transcript from Gisling Maxwell? No. They cr- <laughs> redacted all these names. All right. Supposedly but, Clinton and Prince Andrew. And they, and they did it but with they, PDF. They, with, they, so it's no, totally no, no, easy no, no, to no, crack. That's not it. They redacted the names, but they kept they kept them in the glossary. So if you want to know where Clinton is, you just go look in the CL <laughs> section. And like his name is blacked out. But it tells you all the pages that he No has. way. That's fantastic. That's awesome. So I was like, why did I think of that? How dumb. Wow. Prince was Andrew. that done on purpose? I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. That's kind of a great thing. <laughs> That's right. Maybe we keep should it like, up. Yeah, keep don't, it up. Don't so, uh, tell people. Keep, always with glass reason. From what I read, everyone was digging through it. It was 400 pages. What came out of it that's significant? I think she's really good at depositions. I think I that's, heard, what, she, that's what I that, learned. That, like, that was my conclusion. I, I read it. I was like, wow. I was hoping that wasn't it. Like, a bunch her, of her response to everything was like, "Well, that's a lie." Okay. Her father's what an intelligence guy. For, he, he, I, I think I, he was, yeah. Yeah, uh, so maybe he trained her. And, and her, a scammer, I think. and her sister is a software executive of a company that's like kind of like a Palantir type company. If I got this right, I, I think I so. It's a very interesting mix of credentials in the. Well, apparently fam. one of them is ver- being very good at deposition. They probably do that in like third grade. Like the it's like the like general. Like, it's okay, the general we're going to do a deposition for you. <laughs> All right, sit down. Let's uh, let's practice this. Yeah, that's before the knife skills uh, and then the repelling. recital. <laughs> in between, when, when the, the full when suite. The, when the man oh. in the suit says, "Did you? What did your daddy do? What do you say?" When do I poison him and when do I stab him? That's all I really so need no to know. So no real highlight exam. from the whole thing, then. I think there's nothing. From wow. what I've seen, there's nothing. Yeah, I, I, I bet. I bet nothing ever happens with any of this. Like, like, like she and, kills and herself in her cell. That'll never they happen. They actually make arrest. Well, that might happen. That never but they, they so make, shoot herself in the back of the head with three like, bullets. Like, the, like those arrests. Like it, it's such a like open. Like everybody knows that there's something really fucked up going on here. Yeah. And it's just kind of in the face of like, well, this is all we're doing. And Do we have nothing. any evidence? I think it's been debunked. Oh, that's it has been debunked. <laughs> I mean, you know, the now debunked Epstein yeah, theory. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see a paucity of evidence. Therefore, we can no longer speak of it. Everything's been debunked. I, that's been the, the weirdest thing this week with the Hunter Biden stuff. 
the like all the news agencies saying it's been debunked. The the oh the yeah. the laptop. Thing. Well, that's been widely debunked. When? Well, in 2019, the Burisma stuff. And you're like, well, but it's happening now. Now, widely debunked <laughs> means means a journalist and tweeted something, and then all of them retweeted it. Right? It's debunked. It's widely it's debunked. Wide. That's such a game over word. So wide debunked means it's like it's, you, can't, you can't even talk. You can't yeah. talk about that. That's fine. Yeah. That's the other thing is everything. Everything now is taking the importance of like global warming discussion. It's like, oh well, that's debunked. You can't talk about that. Well, why can't I talk about it? It's debunked. Well, science is based on voting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's how true, it yeah. works. There's no falsification of theories. It's, hey, 98 out of 100 agree. That's the truth. That blows my mind, too. That, Don't have to like, calibrate anything. <laughs> you know, like, except consensus. Well, it's, it's the, it's, I, I guess you got like the Pluto planet problem. That's what I would call that. Yeah, Pluto's a goddamn planet. Or it's not. Depends on the year because all the scientists get together and vote every couple of years on whether it's a planet or not. I know. So it's the Pluto planet problem. Fabulous. <laughs> I feel like that's that's literally what we're living through. Is like, well, we voted; it's debunked. Mm. Okay, well, what if you vote next week and it's not debunked? Well, then it's not debunked. Well, was it ever debunked? Yeah, it was debunked for well, a that, while. That, that's the scientism meme. Like that—that that is scientism. Oh, you should call it the Pluto planet problem. That it's is, more, yeah, but that, that that explains it perfectly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I'm sorry to violate the absence of a theme rule in the house, but you know, it's it, we're still talking about the same thing. Like, if you disinclude people who aren't morons or even ones who are morons and who are different you know you you get a, a increasing distortion an increasing propagation of error i just want to you clarify know? it's it's not a rule it's just more of the fact that like themes have been debunked ah so, <laughs> we don't that, have that makes a lot more sense yeah, we just though. don't have them but uh like i was saying it's just i mean that's honestly that's the kernel of what's wrong with our politics you know we we don't have any connection between shared experience because experience is no longer shared like in in the 70s if you went to school you talked about one of three sitcoms with your friends and you believe and, that venus had dinosaurs on it well yeah but the the whole thing is is that the shared experience you know has gotten more and more diffuse in this mm. country and now we don't even have a way to talk to each other the, it's like because the, it's, half the people feel completely not only it's not even they care as much as they recognize that they're not part of the discussion. And some of them are not stupid. Some of them are hiding in institutions of ve with very high credentials, and now they can't even speak in their subjects of expertise for fear of losing their jobs and their, you know, their livelihood in pursuit of truth. And, and it's a very hard position to be in when you know, a faculty member is 10% is, is, is Politically, away from the ninety percent mob who has now decided that there's not going to be any more real research. Don't we call those mm. guys, those professors, pussies? <laughs> well, well, but but a lot of them, like, yeah, they might. That, be. That's easy but, to but, say, but but even if they wanted to go off and do certain areas of research, the system won't allow them to. Like, it, w there's no funding for it, right? Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no. That's correct. The, the, like, so so you get this, you get this problem where even if you do want to like speak out and do things and research and, and and actually do science, if the system doesn't support it, then you can't do it. Correct. Which means no new science is actually like. The science isn't happening. Nothing new and innovative is happening. Well, social science used to desire to have the officialdom of science, right? They, they, e economists figured out how to use statistics and calculus to 
kind of metrics. Think they about scarcity and all. Yeah. But but now they don't need, yeah. they, you know they don't aspire to be like the hard scientists, hard mm. sciences because well, did you see the there's no longer even a goal of truth in hard sciences. At least that's their next. That's their next. You did know. you see the article yesterday that that took as fact the, this thing that an economist, quote unquote economist, came up with, which is that racism causes sixteen trillion dollars in losses in the, in the American economy. <laughs> It was like I saw that. I was just like, Whoa, "Wow, no!" <laughs> well, they're trying yeah. this in, in biology too. I mean, <laughs> this is now going into medicine, right? You know, we're we're supposed to believe that racism itself not is a cause of multiple diseases, heart, like sickle disease. cell anemia, right? Hmm. There's actually a, a woman I know who uh, asserted that, and uh, is now an NPR reporter. So that, that what's ra- a, what's that a contradiction? Ca- caused sickle cell? The, yeah, she wrote that in like a college uh, periodical, and then like a, a few months ago, I was sitting there and like I heard I heard her sign off on NPR. I was like, oh, she got a job. <laughs> well, it's well known that racism squeezes cells and elongates. It's them. right. It's it's true. True. Everyone it knows that. that. I remember voting on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I was at the white convention, we voted on that. That's. <laughs> The red blood cell it, convention. The, yeah. Pluto, the Pluto planet problem. That's great. Yeah. So that's how truth. So now we understand truth a lot better, don't we? Yeah. That. Well, I, well, I didn't it, realize. It's all around right. exactly so, so, so the articles on. We've been uh, redeemed. Yeah. Hallelujah. The uh, it also gets into the, the the more common one I see across companies and stuff is the uh, like the diversity training in the form of uh, cognitive bias. Like the like, oh, yeah. is is that the term for for the 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 thing they talk about that for wrong think for wrong think essentially yeah like you you're biased and you don't you don't even know it yeah you know? and you can't repeat so we, it we, we have to we have to train you and cure, teach no you pills. and we have to help you for it we can't argue yeah. you can't argue about it either you can't deny it you right. just have it yeah you ugly that's really <laughs> what it is I may be ugly but you're fat and I can lose weight. No, I said it the other way. Uh, well. <laughs> and I, but I can put on makeup. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Um, it's a weird world right now. I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I, all I know is, I mean, I, I said it a couple of years ago, and I, I stand by this. It, it only gets weirder because the war, this sort of this this. I mean, it is a culture war. The culture war doesn't stop here because there is no field of play. There's no soldier that meets soldier face to face, and that's where you stop and like have it out. It just keeps it's it's ideas, mm. so it just gets weirder. And the thing is, like they've now crossed the the Rubicon, if you will, and there's no more truth. So, literally, we live in fairy tale land. It, it's a dystopian fairy tale. It just gets like, weirder. It's, it's, it's going it, to get weirder. It's going to accelerate as well because once only a small percentage of people get to. You know, vote for truth. Well, first of all, once truth becomes a voting event, and then only a small group <laughs> it can vote. Well, why would it take a long time to get from one absurd milestone to the one you thought you were never going to get to? Mm. You know, like it's one thing to say there's 67 genders, but why not have 67 discrete bathrooms required in every building? Why not retrofit every building with 67 bathrooms? Oh wait, there's now 392 genders, and no one can share. 
you know, pretty soon we're going to be nothing but bathrooms. And if you think that's ridiculous, <laughs> go to California. The, the Empire and- State Building. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, well, what do we got here? Well, California will implement it. And then the rest of us will be like, oh, we're a red state. We only require 62 bathrooms per building. Excuse me, sir. I identify as a bunny rabbit. Well, they go shit outside. Leave your pellets outside, because we're Texas. <laughs> I mean, that's literally where you we're can, going. You can yeah. shit with the goats. They make the same poo. <laughs> we're going to barbecue you anyway. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is It is absurd. And and I, I think what's funny is, I mean, I'm, I, I'll level that same argument, and they'll be like, well, that's a little unreasonable, don't you think? A little bit of a slippery slope. And I'm like, well, I thought it was, too. You know, in, in the early 2000s, I thought that was a slippery slope, but now we're there. And mm-hmm. I'm watching people advocate for, you know, 16 bathrooms. And I'm like, I, I okay, like, I don't know what to tell you, man. So I, I was at the veterinarian recently, and I looked down on the paperwork, and it said gender. And I'm like, well, my cat's a female. That's her sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't have a gender. Like, full stop. Yeah, she does. Your cat's clean around the house and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but but think about it. Makes them a male. Think yeah. about think about veterinary. Well, that makes them a female. Well, that's because you're a sexist. Oh yeah. But think about that somebody <laughs> involved in the process of designing that software was could not bring themselves to code in hard code into the EMR or whatever they call it for cats sex because mm. they've they've changed that from sex to gender. Not that they're even the same thing in the pantheon these days. Like, but Cat come on, cats and dogs, are we really going there too? Perhaps. But for now, like, isn't it enough to just say sex, female, and, you know, comma, spade, or whatever the relevant info for the vet is? Here's what I'd like to, okay, how would you know if your dog identifies as, like, a, a different sex? Well, like, dogs will definitely hump anything, so they're <laughs> at least all bisexual. Well, male dogs. Right. You can add, just ask for it on air. <laughs> Give me a cup. So it's also like, you know, once you start recognizing these patterns and seeing that it does accelerate, um, you do look at kind of the, I mean, I guess like the, the, the academic <laughs> underpinnings of, of where these ideas come from. Like, like where, where does the breakdown of, of, of male and female gender to, you know, infinite genders like, where, where, how, how, how did that idea first come, Here's come my, to be, right? Why do I have to entertain like why, why, that question? It probably, it probably just because, you know, everyone hated bisexuals. And then, you know, the bisexuals were like, well, fine. I'm a, <laughs> no. I'm a, he- I'm a helicopter. A, and I'm fuck a you. <laughs> but I don't know. Is there a serious answer? Well, I mean, you know, is it, didn't Twitch hire someone that identifies as a deer recently? Did, did they? I believe so. They probably did. A lot I of think those... it's like head of their, like, I don't know. Safety and whatever team there was a there was a poll I think in like one of the uh, like maybe Sweden of like the younger like the Zoomers of like how many identified as LGBTQ and it was like exponentially like like it was an order of magnitude higher than like the previous. They're all Trump so- supporters and lying. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've realized how this all works. They're like, oh, I shit. Think I think, I think it's funny to think that like a society is at the stage. Where uh, truth is, in fact, just in the meta narrative only, and I think that's where we are. I think that's what's really interesting about this. I was thinking about this. The fact is, it used to be that people believed that what came out of your mouth was true, and there's something that happened. I don't know if it's like Derrida or whatever the fuck 
these uh, you know '80s psychologists did. It was probably sooner than that. But there was there were people that realized that like the things that you say don't necessarily have to be true, but that they can be more true than truth. And that there's like a meta narrative that governs it all. False like, but accurate. False but accurate. Dan exactly. Rather. Well, lit- well, literally what Trump does, right? He's got like Trump's got like a meta narrative, you know. And and it's every everyone like judges the veracity of what he says, the literal veracity, but never like engages with the meta truth ever. And it's very weird to like discuss this with people because they think that the only thing that matters. And and by the way, our entire court system is based on this. So, like, when people go in, I mean, I, I don't know if you've looked at court stuff, but, like, you go in and they're like, on September 26th, you said, take that dildo and stick it into my bottom, please. And you're saying that you're not gay. Like, yeah, that was a joke. Well, sir, I just read it to you. That that sounds very serious. Well, yeah, the way you read it. Sounds pretty gay. <clears throat> it sounds very gay. Well, yeah, the way you read it, it, it does. But, like, I was joking. That was a joke. And, and, you know, I see that with Trump. Like, they did that, like, uh, in the 60 Minutes interview. She was reading things. He's like, I was joking. Well, you know, you didn't know that lack of ability to perceive sarcasm was going to send you to the gallows. Should have known that. That's right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but jokes are dead. Your life's They're on gone. the line. No, humor's on the line for sure. I mean, like, we, we well, did a show, like, a year and a half ago. It was, like, the death of the jester. I think that was prescient. I think that was, like, absolutely exactly what was happening. Mm. I think we're there. I think, I mean, I see it all the time. These comedians, the, the lowest hanging fruit is just making fun of people who are mangaists. It, is that a theme of like the tra- the, the the transcribing of oral or orality into like into like a literal format? Because it's literally taking like things that are said out loud in a certain like through speaking, and then actually like putting that into like the written word. And then just blast it out across all media and people looking at that and just literally looking at the words like Trump will say and interpreting it as like, you know, oh, that, you know, he, he, he lied. Like, that's a false well, thing. Well, tonality certainly matters. I mean, we don't have um, things like sarcasm are, are entirely communicated by pitch, not by the words themselves. Irony probably. Well, in fact, more. the words themselves in sarcasm. <laughs> Right, literally but, well, but read sarcasm, yes, right. Like, sarcasm, you know, as opposed to irony, like sarcasm is almost always just a perfectly, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. all in the tonality. You know, it's not meant to be well, to, to the orality. I mean, like if you look at like like narrative again, I mean, what do you have to do in narrative? You describe things. So like he's like, well, uh, <clears throat> you know, in a court of law, well, uh, Dex, uh, I said to you the other day, the world is flat, and you said yes, versus what might have actually happened. I said the world is flat. Uh, then Dexter rolled his eyes and said, yes, in a sarcastic way. Like, the, you know, there's there's this missing component of the narrative. And it's interesting to me that that's just completely lost on people. And nobody ever wonders whether it was said sarcastically. It's just kind of they accept. Well, he said yes. It's a signal to noise problem. I mean, when you have a low resolution way of transmitting well, an idea, but, but why, some like, signal but, but is you'll, lost. You'll, you'll say, well, I was being sarcastic. Well, then why did you say yes? You're right, but that, then you then you taking you're taking advantage of the fact that a lot of juries will have people on it that can't perceive sarcasm. It's it's right. it's it, one of the reasons sarcasm causes so many problems is there's a great number of people I don't know how many but who really don't get it and who you know especially if they're I mean more obviously especially if they're you know not a native speaker of your language you know cuz english you know in the united states certainly is a very sarcasm rich environment and you know 
but, but it's but, a, it's but, but a, also it's a, for native speakers. There's a there's a big percentage of native speakers, not just people with Aspergers or something, you know, that that has a causality to it. But there's a lot of people who just don't get it. It blows my mind. And, and it's yeah, it's a complete lack of. They've 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 become illiterate in understanding like that context and, and, and in that way that or they people, just you know they grew up they in really a get it. they grew up in a household that was sincere. I mean, they must exist somewhere, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think you can have a, a sincere household that doesn't do sarcasm. I think I think sarcasm and like I think I think meta narrative is essential to understanding what the world is and, and, and you know things around you because you can't have a sincere household without nuance. I, no, well, what I would say is you can definitely have a household without sarcasm, but it's the awareness part. Like, I know people that think just sarcasm is rude and weird, and they don't like it, but they know what it is. They can identify it. They can tell their kids, don't do that, but they, the that is very understood. I'm talking more about, before I was talking more about people just, like, literally don't get it, and that causes a decay in communication. Like, you're losing signal. I'm, I mean something, and you're hearing the opposite, and then you react to the opposite. But the death of the death of the jester, yeah, it, 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 and it's really unfortunate. Just kind of looking at it in a very tiny way, at how there's like no comedy anymore. Well, what's weird is that like, it's an entire generation of people that don't get sarcasm. It's like it's genetic; it's bred into them. It's it's gone. Are you, are you saying younger millennials mean, and Generation Z cannot understand sarcasm? Just like, do you people, think they don't understand it, or they're conditioned I to reject? I think it's gone. I think it's gone. I think they don't get it. Because I, I see it all the time, like the grape juice joke. You, who, how old do you think the person was that judged my joke? Twenty-three. Okay, why? Why did they? Do you think they legitimately believed it was hate speech? I think they used a keyword search for the the string Jews, and they found your tweet and banned you. Do you think they? You, is do, what do, I do you, think, truly they, do you think, think they thought it was actually hate speech? I don't think they I looked think, at it because you, if you want, you can look at the comments, and a number of people are like, "It's a really bad anti-Semitic joke." That's which, which is that's even more, more funny. telling, actually. That's than, hilarious. <laughs> I, I do think you know. I do think Twitter just doesn't. They, it's, they don't have the bandwidth to freaking look at your tweet. You used just why pe- they shouldn't be people, censoring. <laughs> dude, people reported you, and the word Jews was in it, and the algorithm kicked you out. And the comments are worth talking about yes, because I, that's you know the comments are worth talking about. It could also be the uh, they picked up. Israeli and Jew in two, sure. in two connected oh, tweets, and that was some, enough. Like that, well, in other words, that's, that's that might, some hot dollar code there, yeah, man. Right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a level two programmer. Yeah, <laughs> it just blew my mind though. Like, because I, yeah. I, I think legitimately, because yeah. I, I, I appeal it right, so someone's going to look at it, right? And I think they're going to reject like, it, sir. You're corny as fuck. Still reject it. <laughs> it's a bad joke. I mean, legitimately, but. I think that I think whoever reads it is going to also like look. Well, yeah, it got it, it's an it's an anti-Semitic joke, but but it's not. It is to them. I mean, it's it, it's it's most exemplified. And the reason there, I knew this would happen because there's a, there's this great moment in the office if you watch it where Michael says he sits down with Oscar and he goes, Oscar, is there a less offensive word that I can call you other than Mexican? And Oscar's like, well, what do, you, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, Mexican has some certain connotations, you know. He was like, what connotations? Oh, you, you know. What connotations, Michael? You know, some, it just has connotations. You know, you know, Oscar, is, is there? No, Michael. Oh, okay, you know. Like, I, that that was a humor that we were able to laugh at. And I know for a fact that that is not humor that you can laugh at now. You're not allowed that humor. And that means that that joke that I told is actually offensive. So tell your joke again. 
what do you call Israeli winemakers? Grape Hebrews. Is that the same joke? Is that is that anti-Semitic, or is that just doesn't work because I removed Jew the, is the offensive. Word. I removed the homophone. Well, which you're, you're is the what the joke Jew, was. Jew, Jew is the offensive word. It's the offending word. Right, but Hebrew. <clears throat> You can make Hebrew offensive if you use it offensively, right? He doesn't get it. He's just not a he's not a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not. He's not one of us. He's not one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, uh, you said that he's not one of us in response to he's not a Nazi. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to document. It. Use it in my trial. It's been logged. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it, it's true though. It is dead. It, like even even a dad joke can apparently be offensive in a, in a way that is highly problematic to their brains. But is it dead? And I'm not I, literally. Is it dead because of conditioning? And like we were saying before, the joke about Sweden. Like, is it dead because everyone's afraid to be judged, or is it dead because they literally don't get there's, it? There's two reasons. Number one, they literally don't get it. Number two. We could condition them to get it if a brazen and smart and talented comedian turned them into the butt of the joke and forced them to be outsiders. And that's that's what's funny is I look at this and I'm like, there's nobody that can save us from this but a comedian. It literally has to be a comedian. And he has to come in. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the sad thing about Mel Brooks uh, coming out yesterday in favor of, like, right. like Biden. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well... Okay, I mean, not, not that I care what people generally vote for, but that dude made the most offensive videos of all time. But, you know, they weren't. In their time, they weren't. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. It's called the desert. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> we're like three years from Mel Brooks' entire canon being They're gonna burned. They're going to be wiped out. That's know? what I'm saying. But so, like, he comes out, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh... Well, I mean, the response that the right could do if they were ironic and asshole-ish and wanted to further perpetuate this, this shitty part of society is they should just start showing Mel Brooks' videos and be like, this is the kind of person that supports Joe Biden. To show the millennials. Like, oh, clearly they've never seen it. Like, this is the kind of person that you think you should align <coughs> right, yourself just, with? Just do blazing saddle yeah. cuts. Yeah, just like, th- that's the guy? Really? Oh, my God. I mean, I watched I watched a video the other day. But, of, he but, wrote then, this. but then they're just gonna like they're gonna just say, "Oh well, we're finding more people to cancel and go after." Like, well, there's no there's no there's no like reconciliation of understanding like like you know anything good that can come out of it aside from just them you know. I clicked on a link yesterday that showed that, that purported to show Rudy Giuliani saying uh, racist things. Mm-hmm. So I watched the video. And it's just him sitting there saying innocuous things. And then he talks to this woman who apparently is a model or, you know, something. And he goes, uh, you know, you'll become the most famous model in China. And they'll be like, only Sean, only Sean, only Sean. And, like, that was the racism. Because he just repeated that in a Chinese accent. Well, yeah. And it was a whole article about it. It's highly problematic. Yeah, highly problematic because mm-hmm. he, he did it in a, chi- in a like, bad Chinese accent. You know, this is the level I mean, that they can't do it. Yeah, their brains are exploding. I mean, like I don't know if you've read it, but some of the stuff that's coming out on in terms of literature, like the coddling of the American mind and stuff, the Jonathan Haidt books, like it's very it's very clear this this generation is is, uh, is utterly 
uh, is utterly like incapable. They are in a like post-traumatic stress world, just constantly. You know what you said earlier. I think it's important, or it's important to remember. Like we did, you know, whatever age you are, you you grew up in a certain comedy environment, and you were trained. Sarcasm's trained. You know, uh, the use of sarcasm is is something that's reinforced and learned, and um, it's a cultural element. And in in younger generations, like from let's just say like the seventies onward, seventies to nineties, it was super prevalent. But that's bullshit. And then like, it started... I, I can watch Laurel and Hardy, or I can watch I can listen to Red oh, Skelton. Sarcasm. In yeah, Laurel but I can watch. I, but I can watch Laurel and Hardy. I can watch. I can watch Red Skelton, or listen to Red Skelton, or uh, you know Rodney Dangerfield, or you know uh, Belushi, or Chris Farley, or I can go even further back. Right? I can watch and listen to all of the Charlie Chaplin. And I can see the humor in everything they do. This generation can't. I think that's been debunked. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your, what, Shall we vote on it? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a fourth level Wikipedia editor, and I just want to know your source for that. Yeah. It, 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 you're ascribing a uniqueness to this generation. It's 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 not just it's not just looking at like the measurement of, from generation to generation. It's specifically this one in the inability to look back on anything. And, and it's our generation, like, by the way. It's that's just really like interesting. I want to know what they do. They even laugh at anything, or 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 their humor is. You've seen those weird TikToks of girls freaking out over over like Trump or whatever. Like mm. it's like this weird form of like. Like we all need to vote because there's a fascist in the White House, and it's almost as if they get off of like. Oh, dude, that, that girl. It's that not girl's, funny. That girl's but, smile but, is saying it. Champ squirrel. Yeah, champ squirrel. Yeah, yeah. chief. Yeah, chief. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> She's a piece of work. That one, chief. Lordy. But, but 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 it's like, well, are they finding anything funny? And I think like that's their like that's their form of humor. And I don't think that that's not. I, I don't think that that's humor. First of all, number two, I think that they're not doing it to be funny. I think they're doing it because they get likes. I think that the ability to understand sarcasm has been exchanged with the ability to know what is liked on the internet by other people. And you know, we we see it in comedy with the advent of clapter rather than laughter. Where comedians will go out there and just say things and be like, oh. you know, that's you know, instead of like they're laughing, it used to be you'd go out there and you'd like delight an audience, and everyone would be like, ah, ha, 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 he said so, he said you're fat, <laughs> and you're expect, oh, now he's making fun of me. Well, okay, it's all in good fun. You know, that was that was how it used to be, and then everyone would laugh, even the person getting made fun of, yeah. and it was just funny, and it would it would tickle your funny bone, and it was it was the reason you would do it was levity. Right, you did it because it de-stressed you. It it, it changed the it, it it sometimes changed the way you perceived the world. Sometimes it was shockingly interesting and nuanced, and would change your perspective. And the best comedy, I mean, the best George Carlin with the the seven words. Laughter is at its best, totally in you know, un, inadvertent to the. Well, that, that, have you ever, you've you been to a good, you don't, to a you don't comedy laugh show, on sure. purpose. I mean, you clap. We on went purpose. to we went to Shafir Ari Shafir, right? And and this is always my measure allegedly. of a comedian. Uh, yeah, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him, to be honest. Uh, but I, if I did, you know, my my measure of a good comedian is I'll sit there and I'll hit play, or I'll sit in an audience and I'll watch, and I will do my best to suppress any laughter. I don't want to give him any cheap laughs, and, and that's just like, that's just me. And I'll sit there, and there every time I've been to a good comic show, it is impossible for me. Like 
I will forget what I'm doing, and I will just guffaw. Well, what you're really saying is that comedians have been replaced with advocates because laughter should be involuntary. A real laugh but, is but involuntary. Yes. And if that's changed, if I mean, I, 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 if clapter is really what's happening now, then it's just it's it's everyone's agreeing with the advocate. Yeah. And that's frightening because comedy is truth and pain. You know, that's what they they teach if you study comedy. And the truth part and the pain part that you turn into a joke are things that the audience deeply knows from their own lives. And the joke, the great jokes, are the ones that hit you in a way and involuntarily pull out that laugh because, you know, the tragedy of well, life is made light. There's people whatever. that... Th- th- good comedians rip you between, like, sorrow and, like, comedy. And they... they like, it's I think, catharsis. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, that's the thing what is, it is. I mean, like, I've, I've done a lot of, like, best man speeches. And the way that I've always constructed them is I try to make everybody cry. And then I say something fucking hilarious. And what happens is people are weeping or on the verge of it, and then they're whipped back to the other side, and it just elicits, like, uproarious laughter every time. And that's what good comedians do is they're going to, like, swing you back and forth between these emotions because it's really hard not to have some sort of reaction one way or the other. The the tears are involuntary. You don't want to cry. And then the laughter is involuntary. And when you, you you mix those kinds of emotions, like, it's just cathartic. You're, you're experiencing the gamut. You're crying. You're laughing. You're crying. You're laughing. You're sitting there neutrally. You're laughing. Like, whatever it is. So that's not happening anymore. No. When the punchline is 400 parts per million of CO2. Right. Yeah. Not, not a good punchline. Donald Trump sucks. He's a Nazi. Yeah. He's creamsicle Correct. Hitler. <laughs> Dave Chappelle came out with that legendary set recently and didn't change anything. It was all... But that was all clapter, too. There was very was little... It? There was, I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed what David Chappelle did. Really, but he, it wasn't. It wasn't funny. It was a speech, and it was. He did. What I loved about it is that he used comedic stylings to give the presentation. Like his his comedic abilities are displayed throughout that entire thing. So that's why it was nuanced. It was interesting. It was fun to listen and, to. And as time goes by, what what you can recognize now that we've known more about what happened that day is that that was perhaps inadvertently, a truly stupefyingly good piece of propaganda. Because Chappelle has unbelievable comedic skills. He was misinformed at the time, and he then went on this rant, and it was incredibly convincing to the point where it convinced me of things that I later learned weren't true. Hmm. Right. and, and But th- that's the thing. Comedians are the best at moving you. They really are. I mean, right. like that's that's the thing. Like, well, he used runners. Like, a com- comedians use runners in 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 sets to take a joke, make it funnier, twist it, break it, bring it back, and that's a, something a good comedian can do in any set, even when he's improving. And Chappelle and that, I, I don't remember what they were now, but I, I remember Josh and I watched this together. I was like, look, he's doing a runner here, but he was doing a runner with a dramatic emphasis, and he would do it through the set. And now that we know that, frankly, Floyd didn't die of asphyxiation, it, the whole thing is made much different when you look at it because, you know, I like to say facts matter, but facts just don't matter anymore. What matters is how self-righteous you can feel. And the problem is... And how it reflects everyone else's self-righteousness. And if you don't feel self-righteous, you're evil. You're a Nazi. We live in this cartoon step function where... 
There's the good people who all vote the same, think the same, talk the same. And then there's everybody else who are all Nazis. And then if you want to be unique, <laughs> you, you, you vote for Joe Jorgensen. Right. But we got, that's the thing. Like, there's no, but there's, remember what happened to the people who voted for Jill Stein. Yeah, but they were, it's, it's they were portrayed like, But I'm a libertarian. As, no, but I'm saying that this is – it all becomes a step function. There's zero and one, and there's nothing in between because all the people – once Trump won – in 2016, all the Jill Stein people were pilloried by the left. That's true. As being, it was your fault. And and so, I mean, like, you know, the, the right has done this to libertarians for years, but no one cares. Mm-hmm. I mean, the libertarians don't even care, which is fine. But like, you know, you voted for Ron Paul or you voted for Dude Weed Man or whatever his name is. Dude Weed Man. Aleppo. <laughs> Dude, weed man. Yeah. Like that is his yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I can't really. Gary Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like dude, the, weed man. That's that's good. It, I mean, I thought that was his actual name. Sorry. The homogenization of, of humanity is is kind of what it seems to be, right? That's a big word. But like, I mean, how how else do you the commo, the commodity? We're pushing com- everyone through little nozzles and making yeah. them very 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 globules of very, very 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 similar without any like real variants. People are just kind of... Turn them in into whipped cream. Well, this is why bots are now credibly convincing people that something is popular or not popular because people's actual expression is so narrowly banded, you can replace them with a bot. And I kind of think all of Reddit actually is a bot farm anyway. <laughs> so, you know, what right. you were saying about before, I was kind of like, yeah, maybe, or maybe it's just shitty AI, mm. you know, to be redundant. Or maybe it's good AI. <laughs> it seems to be working. I mean, that's well, it's a, just that's working on Sean, like, though. Yeah. But I'm well, sure. Sean believes it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm troubled by a lot. By the way, I, one thing I wanted to say: getting banned from Twitter has made me appreciate what Twitter is. I never understood Twitter until now. Says the snitch with no star on his belly. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? What is, what is Twitter? Okay, so so what's really interesting about Gab and Patreus? Uh, Pe- Patreon. Par- parlor. 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 Uh, is that there's nothing there to engage with at all. There's no handles to grab onto. There's nobody saying anything interesting. And it's, it's, it's like if you say something on it, unless you're, you know, three or four people that they've decided to, like, promoting the algorithm, which is interesting because it's the opposite problem Twitter has. They have like a few right-wingers that they'll promote in the algorithm. If you're not one of them, saying anything, doing a parlee, as they call it, which is a retarded name, parlor. You guys got to fucking work that out. Or doing a gab, it's like farting into the wind. No engagement, nothing. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to engage with. So like there's no clever like things you can learn from. Literally, it's... Like content purgatory, and it's amazing to me how it feels. It is it is deadening. How uh, it's like hell. How long have you been on there? <laughs> Three days, four days. So do you now? don't have any followers yet? Is what you're saying? Well, it's it's that. Hey, like, everyone, give Jones a follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On parlor and parlor. Um, parlor sucks as a, a UI. Like I have no idea how to use it. They've, they've gone to this like all like pictures thing. So I don't know what I'm clicking. One is a megaphone. And I think that's how you parlee. Are you using it on your bootleg phone? Or no, are you no, using no, no, no. I'm using computer. it on the computer. Okay. And it's just it's just slow. Everything about it sucks. I don't know how to get around. And it's not intuitive. I mean, it's it's all of these things are developed by non-developers. It's very clear. Bitshoot, impossible to use. None of them. They all suck. 
Well, you know, you have to hire a lot of people for things other than their programming skill these days. Right. But, I mean, it's just clear to me that, like, the reason that Twitter worked is because they had very early investment. They invested heavily into things like UI. You know, things that, you know, people don't think are necessarily important. I'm guessing that BitChute is probably programmed by, like, three Russian dudes. And they're probably paid $3 an hour. There's there's things on it that are broken. They've been broken for, like, 20 months. But are there things that are really just... I mean, like all these apps, you know, the, Sean, you, you can speak to this too. The database Maybe. challenges are are massive, and they just don't have the budget for the kind of. No, they're, like, they're, are you they're saying massive. it's a UI problem, or well, like in just, part it's UI? But they're, like they're, if the database, there's a couple things. They're massive if there's a lot of people. They're not that massive with the number of users that like these a lot of these platforms have. And if you remember when Twitter was new, remember the fail whale? It would fail yeah. all the fucking time. But, like, Twitter scaled proportionally. But that that was a to. function of the work they were doing on yeah, the yeah. database side, not the UI side. But, like, yeah. but Twitter, Twitter f- like, scaled as it needed to. Yeah, well, they had money. Yeah. <laughs> it, it helps. Right. A lot. Uh, whereas, like, Gab and Parler and all these others, like, Twitter and, and, and the, the, the negotiation of the landscape saying that these are, like, the Nazi platforms, that you can't, you know, do advertising there and such. Right. Like it's literally like you're in the Gobi Desert. There's no homes Listen, or anything they, in sight. They can't even. They have to plan around, you know, them screwing them out of their DNS. I mean, it's and and well, meanwhile, you know, everyone's going like, well, there. Twitter's a private platform, and like, just go make your own. But you're like, how? How you you guys literally don't let them? They can't. It it uh, the the effects of yeah, like like you literally can't. Building a competitive platform under like those conditions, I mean, like the best people that could like actually maybe fix your like problems here with you, you know, your UI, getting advertisers, they're all they're all against that platform. And, and, and well, they've made the platform so pariah, like you literally cannot go work for it for fear of not being able to get a job in the future. Well, the farce has extended so far as that now there's not legal protection to run a business that isn't literally, you know. There's obviously criminal things on the internet that we don't want to see, you know, out there, but they've turned that, they've moved that boundary all the way to speech they don't like. And they've gotten to the point where they can take your domain away and they can deny you the ability to have a Stripe account or any other payment processor. And based on nothing but, you know, more or less a Twitter rage mob calling your providers. Well, and there's a belief now, too, like, okay, well, yeah, but if you're not on Stripe, you can go to, like, a different platform. And it's it's the uh, what the, the Muslim cake shop thing. Basically, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. Like, you want a cake for your wedding, and this guy doesn't want to make it, or the, the gay cake shop. And uh, he, he says, well, I can't make cakes for gays. And, like, you could go down the street and get one. Right? There's other cake shops. If every cake shop in your city denies you the ability to have a cake made, though... That's a different problem. Hmm. And that's that's what's happening here is there might be 10 processors that you can really feasibly go to, and all of them jump on the same Well, and thanks and, to and Know and Your Customer it. and all the other things and the licensing and the bank regulations, like, you're not starting that platform. Right. The thing about Twitter, though, is it, private corporation or not, they're still operating on the Internet, which is public, is a public commons. And... If they wanted to go lay cable and set up the private Twitter world and say, well, we don't let you Nazis on here, that's fine. But libertarians have taken the bait so long on this 
dumb idea that, oh, they should, you, everyone should have to build their own platform. It's like, look at what Twitter is now. It is a news platform. It is a way to shape public opinion. And now they're basically censoring people. And what I say to them is if you think you have the right to restrict people's First Amendment rights and hide behind private business, we have the right to say, well, you know, we're going to, we demand an excise tax on all of the bandwidth you use on the public internet. Because, you know, they are absolutely, they imagine themselves now to be the publisher of publishers. They're denying the New York Post, like one of the oldest newspapers in America, who clearly has an editorial process, whether you like it or not. But Twitter now, who says, oh, we're a platform, not a publisher. I mean, he's acting but not just as a publisher, but he's king of the publishers. But they'll allow TMZ links. King of the publishers. <laughs> but TMZ's editorial standards are fine. So how are they going to, how do they even, what is even their argument? You know, it's, it does, it's nonsensical. Their argument is we are a private platform. We can do what we want. I mean, I, I thought that, under two thirty, they're clearly exiting that position. I, I mean, thought Florida had a very reasonable rule. Um, and I, I, I doubt it would be held up in court, but I thought it was a reasonable thing to look at. Like, if you have X million numbers of users, you're no longer, like, you know, the Section 230 limits are different. Like, that's, that's what it should yeah, be. Like, that, if, you, that, if, you, if you're over yeah. 30 million users, then Section 230 applies in this way. But, like, you, you can no longer remove people for political speech or whatever. But, that's similar to how it works, like in EOC cases. Like, if you're a company under 50 people, you you aren't expected to have the level of you know compliance apparatus as a company with 300 employees and X million dollars. It's kind of saying like this is hard to do at the small level, but once you get to the big level, you know we, we yeah, expect like, you because, to do it because we know that like at that size, at some size, you literally are taking over the public square, right? In some capacity, like I mean. The easiest way to get a message to Donald Trump is to tweet him. Not that you'll see him all, but you know that's the easiest way to get a message to him. The easiest way to complain about like your Tesla, Twitter. The easiest way to complain about customer service, Twitter. Like I, I've literally been cut off from customer service from companies that can't they they can no longer offer it to me the way that they offer it to other users. That'll teach you to make. Anti-Semitic jokes. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Like great laden Jews. with canards. Oh my god. Well, no, I was I was defending them. Someone said whiners as an answer, and I said that's a canard. So, you know, I was defending them. The Israel, the Hebrews. Yeah. Good thing there's no sarcasm font. <laughs> but, but also, any type of like wait webdings, <laughs> they may not have a legitimate argument of like. Uh, why they're why they're allowed to do that without getting regulated as as a public space? But they have so much fucking money behind them to influence like well, the legal bigger, system. My, where, where like I mean, like my bigger and, fear and, is and that for, they go, forget, forget Twitter. The other big tech companies are going to want to make the same argument. My, my bigger fear is that they all go, well, fuck this. We're just we're going to be operating out of China. Like that that's that to me is the bigger fear. Like if you if you start regulating them like that, they're just going to go to China. They're going to become Chinese companies. Yeah, they'll just be Ch Chinese companies. Like, yeah. we are now headquartered in Beijing. Right. Beijing. That's how you say it in Chinese. It's not an offensive Giuliani accent. Gotcha. So, like, what kind of world is it where, like, we have, like, we, we live in the, uh, the world where the U.S. has these freedoms, but in the 21st century, like, you have this problem where these tech companies are like, well, we'll, we'll, well, we'll just I, become I, Chinese companies. And, I've wondered this, and, too. and it consolidates around, like... Do you send in the National Guard and, like, you say, like, no, you can't leave. 
Like, like, what do you do? Like, if they declare that we're leaving America, we're going to China. You're like, no, no, you're an American you just, company. You just range ban them. Yeah. I mean, I think the Internet will, will fragment anyway and balkanize, and I think there's a lot of reasons, especially with, you know, the theory of, in, of election interference from abroad, that we will get a lot less. Broads always interfere. Well, again, the 19th Amendment. <laughs> um, we... <laughs> Broads bro- are the reason we have bro- these that's, that's really the problem. That's, that is the problem, yeah. <laughs> Dexter said it. It's funny because um, I, I do think, though, the, the Internet will, will, will be set up in zones uh, in the future for a lot of reasons, and this being one of them. You know? so, so, okay, but I, okay, I can kind of buy that. Like, Russia has a zone... Europe has a zone. China has a zone. Like, is it the U.S. zone, or is there just a free zone that the U.S. happens to? Inhabit? Well, that, that was kind of the like, way. Honestly, if you like, look what do you back, do about the frozen? That's zone. the way dot com used to be, right? Before right. we gave it away, you know, we gave away all the domain control to ICANN under the Obama administration. But yes, the, 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 we can. The dot. Oh my God, he, he was telling us all along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dot extensions were, you know, like subject to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Holy fuck! It's just obeying orders. <laughs> <laughs> they're bu- they're busting in the door right now. This is the, we, we figured, figured it out. We figured it out. We're the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, I lost my train. The I can we I can internet, internet balkanization. Well, 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 just I mean the, the amount <laughs> the amount of AWS hits from China, like they're just they're just boom port scanning everybody. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people just automatically turn off inbound IP from China just because it makes your security management easier. It doesn't mean they they can't use a VPN, but they don't bother most of the time. So, um. You you look at that in on these public platforms, you know. There, there's going to come a point where they want people are going to want to know who the hell is saying this. Is it a computer? I mean, there's a creepy element to saying you can't post in anything but your real name. But we're at a point now where we've had the set. We're at the second election now, where we all know that most of Facebook and Twitter is being gamed. The question is, is it just being gamed by our guys? By meaning, suck. No, by like Republicans and Democrats, is it just good old fashioned like just shit throwing? Okay, fine, but it gets a little weird if it's Russia and China and Iran trying to push the buttons, and we're all so willing, you know, we're so apart as a country in so many different, you know, zones that foreign this is what actors. What we get for Stuxnet? Yeah, foreign actors can rip us apart and impersonate us and make all of our divisions worse, and that's literally what's happening now. And you know, that's I. When when uh, Russia infiltrated uh, Pokemon Go on Facebook, that was when it was. What did they me. do? They so what they <laughs> what Russia did. This sounds fantastic. Is, is they named they named Pokemon the names of uh, black men and women who had been shot by police. Oh dear! And they put them in Pokemon gyms so people would see them. They they didn't really understand the mechanics of the game that that doesn't really it's not something you can see or notice really. But they tried. Right. It was it was clever. But what's what's the likelihood that this is actually foreign governments and not like our own intelligence agencies just I mean like I'm not back at you. But yeah, but 
I, I mean, there's it, a history of it, it's it's of yeah, them no, doing, it's of, doing of doing things. Why sure. why would they not be doing that today? Well, I mean, the first question, it's not either or. It could be it, both, both, and it probably is both. Yeah. And I think you just take them separately. Why would China do it? Why would Russia do it? And why would you know the CIA and DIA do it? Mm-hmm. And there's answers to all those questions, some of which are speculative and others that are kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, for the foreign actors, it's easy. They want to just ru- rustle us up. <laughs> I mean, right. they just want to, you know. Like 9-11. No. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. I didn't know this was that kind of podcast. <laughs> it's not a podcast we wanted to do. <laughs> I think you might want to look into themes. <laughs> <laughs> when the, no. I'm just here to like keep the show on the rails. Great right. job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just just don't stick it on the third rail. <laughs> third rail's fine. I was I had a good one there earlier. Uh, port scanning is what uh what happens when Sean goes to clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that one in because I was I was sick in my brain for a little while and I, I didn't see a good moment of insertion, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. <laughs> but it also like so so it gets into uh, a free and open inter- like the internet as we have it today is highly susceptible to all types of um, manipulation in all types of directions. In China, despite how bad the government is and does things the the people have a very cohesive same like i would imagine non-schizophrenic view of like all of these events happening and are less susceptible to that that manipulation i mean in in this age of the internet is china actually at an advantage right now compared to us well their people certainly are more framed in reality because it was like people who were in the soviet union they knew everything was bullshit and so they also knew they had to act a certain way in public. And I'm sure the Chinese people are the same way. The Chinese people are at an even greater advantage because they actually have a lot of economic comfort that the Soviets never had. So a lot mm. of them are like, you know what? I just don't care about this stuff. I want to do my thing and, you know, provide for my family. And they have a fairly opportunity-driven economy, whether we want to call it capitalist or not. And, you know, they can check out of this. They do have like a sucks for that guy approach, too. Or like, well, that guy, he got uh, yeah. welded into his house. Good thing that didn't happen to me. Right, but, but I, I, I think you know Americans are kind of going mad because there's no. Well, half of us still don't know that we're being fed bullshit. That that's what's going on is half of the country's like aware of it and they're like, well, that it's if just, you can't it's get your bearings. So if you, there's a thing called hospital psychosis, it happens to patients who are in. You know, you go to the hospital, there's that little curtain. Mm-hmm. So if you're in bed and they pull that curtain on you and they leave it closed for a couple of days and all you can see is this white expanse and you're on a little bit of drugs and maybe you're in a fever state, you start to really lose your shit. And you can go into a state that if someone's older, they'll think the patient has dementia. That's how bad it gets. When they're younger patients that this happens to, they're like, oh, this they're going into hospital psychosis and they might move into a room with a window because... If you can't get your bearings, if you can't see the horizon, you know, and then metaphorically, if you don't know, just kind of goes if you don't know what, where you are in the landscape metaphorically, politically, because everything is rigged, you start to lose it. And I think that's like the metaphor for the American political mind. Well, you, you and know. I were talking the other day about mm. these, these women screaming into TikTok. And, and I think that, that what you said then was very salient, which is that these, these women have been ripped back and forth emotionally by the media, you know, they're being told that there's Nazis essentially invading their space. And, like, it is breaking them. 
mm. utterly just cr- like right in half. And so what do they do? They go on TikTok and they scream at the the fucking phone because that's the only outlet they have. And that's that's what they got. They got to scream at something. It's breaking all of us. We just all well, men, men, I think just men react to it in. very differently. Whereas women go on TikTok and they scream and let you know. Like yeah. it's but like I think that's I think that's what's happening to the half that believes that they're being fed real information, and the other half is like. Again, the redemption thing, like, you and me were sitting here pretty calmly looking at this. I'm like, well, you, you could just be over here with us, and and it's not so bad, actually. Everything's pretty good. Well, just, the, just come over here. The and, sides were – those aren't even the sides. Like, it's not like we're on the Republican side and they're no, on the Democrat side. that's what I'm saying. It's I'm on saying, the, like, I know it's all bullshit a, side. That's, what, that's, and, what, that's, and that's how like, I split it, know. though. There's people that know that it's bullshit and people that don't. And, like, half the country that doesn't know it's bullshit is, is that. They're like, ah! Right. And then the other half is, you know, you, me, Kevin, Sean, we're like, you know, it's come over here and look at my horizon. Like, it's still a beautiful sunset. Sunrise is still pretty. It's just like, you know, it's, we can still make out in the car and uh, and get caught by the police. And you, d- you didn't have consequences are low. I'm not going to do it with you. Uh, just Sean. Yeah, just me. Um, and, That's it, my you job. know, we, we, yeah, we can still like, <laughs> we can still have like nice, you know, evenings and whatever together. Like dinner can be nice and apolitical. And, you know, we're just fine. Everything's great. But we can't have barbecues with Democrats anymore. Well, that's because the they don't know how they, to act. They scream. They act very. <laughs> I, I had a know, friend who went rude. to a wedding a few months ago. He was in California. And, and it got out. Someone mentioned that he voted for Donald Trump. And he was surrounded by people at the wedding and called a Nazi. And they started trying to fight him. Were they other guests who he didn't know or people he did know from like back in the day or whatever? Both. Fucking weird. It's it's amazing, and I've seen. I mean, it's 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 mind blowing that that can happen. Because I I mean, I, I and again I like to like for me a lot of this perspective relates back to like I read in in the Bible that the, the evangelical con- like interpretation of the end times is very weird and involves a lot of this like well you know then Pete, then the the person will go into Israel and cause peace there and. He'll have fooled a lot of people, and then there will be seven years of peace, but he's the Antichrist, and he's going to take the throne in Israel, and blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's going to have to take a mark, and, you know, people will be duped, and they'll take it, and then, you know, the Christians won't, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that mark will be what you have to have in order to transact. A little bit like COVID passports. What does it say about parlor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm looking like, oh, wow, you can take an entire population. Half of half the population turn them into crazies in about a year. Hospital psychosis. That, that, yeah, I mean it, it. just really depends. It depends on their frame. If they're on Twitter and Instagram and you know whatever they're on, and you're just showing them. I mean, I, the, the 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 anti-police stuff of police shooting cops. I mean, I can I can make anybody anti-police and believe that police shoot you know black people mm. it's easy yeah i'll take you to our bad cops no donuts and every day we can watch videos of it and you'll be really really mad we're being poisoned it's just I pornography mean, no other way to talk about but it's it. pornography it's it's literally appealing to your prurient side it's just pornography and there's nothing really that interesting or informative about it all it is is anecdotes yeah it's it's just to produce and and amplify the baseline anxiety right. you feel from living in this and, culture. And you see already. videos. You see videos from yesterday. You see videos from a week ago, and then you see videos from like four years ago, and you're like, "See, it's always happening." Right. You know, but they're not every day. 
Right, even though there's millions and millions of police citizen interactions, and they pick nine, and they're well, like, can, can "Look, we, it's a trend." We've talked a lot about like the you see the world star hip hop stuff. Like, I mean, how do those interactions usually go? Um, on, on sites like on sites like Live Leak, they have a lot of the police body camera footage, and you know, who does it exonerate usually? The the police officer, which yeah. which like that surprised me. Yeah, because I mean, I fell for the pornography a few years ago, and then I and then I went and I grabbed a database and actually ran the regressions. And realize that it's not a race problem because you've been said now that we have, now that everybody has a camera now you can see how bad the police are towards towards everybody police. right yeah and you start actually getting like this this extended footage and you see like what actually happened and it's like oh wait you know there's more to it right that's not, that's not actually what's going on what's remarkable is where where there really is a problem is not in police killing people I mean there were only like ten to fifteen unarmed black people killed by police in 2019 it was twelve. It's a small number. It's, it's, it's not, not the number people would guess. No. The problem is, the real problem is the police are militarized and view all of us as just, you know, perps. And where I, you know, agree with BLM, as a theory at least, is that I absolutely think that black people are, have bad interactions with police at a high rate. Those interactions, though, aren't fatal. What they are is... Bad just, interactions. Bad interactions. Yeah. They're probably... I mean, living in South Florida can probably color your perspective on this poorly even, you know. Police down here are are not the best in many categories. Um, a, certainly certain departments I could name. But, um, you know, there's there's a combat <laughs> mentality. You know, they go out, they gear up, and, you know, that doesn't mean that, that you know, everything BLM concludes after that is true and i agree with very little of that but it doesn't mean that there isn't a problem i mean well, i think everybody this is what i said when the, the george floyd stuff happened. I was like oh great we can have a national conversation about militarization of police and like excessive force yeah with, like, this this ma- great, with great. the mature population that we have who right. knows how to evaluate issues yeah, we can and do that. look great. at facts excellent, excellent. great and then, and then what happened is like trump supporters showed up to like you know protest and they got punched should i note here for the transcript that that was sarcasm yeah yeah <laughs> That's not going to get read into the court record, though. <laughs> Dare to dream. I mean, it just like well, it, 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 it got like because it could, but before the George Floyd thing, it, it seemed like all of that stuff that we've been dealing with during throughout the Trump administration, all the Black Lives Matter stuff, was actually like, oh, we're we're done with that now, and we're focused on something entirely different, right? Like there's a lot of focus on COVID, there's a focus on China, and then all of a sudden that happens, and it gets it, like it gets it gets like everything that had happened prior amplified times ten. I'm going to make and, a weird prediction. Okay. Okay. I think that BLM, the the people that are you know big up in BLM, I think that most of them are fairly reasonable. I think that black people in America are slowly realizing that they've been gaslit for forty years, and I think what's going to happen is they're going to find out that whites in America also think the police need to be demilitarized and tamped down. And I think what's going to happen when they realize that the people that think that are white conservatives and libertarians, they're probably going to start aligning with them. And it's going to get really weird because those are the people that agree with them, not the leftists. I think that's not going to happen. I think you're wrong. I don't think they're going to come. I don't think they're going to come to the realization. That's, I, I, that's my I point. Think that, I think the defund the police narrative is a made up narrative by left wingers in def- commies. Well, and definitely, I don't, it definitely it definitely is, but it, it, there's there's a lot of like powerful political and corporate interests that is do, that do, is at the head of that BLM I, stuff. I think the proud I mean, boys, I, I, this group that everyone is demonizing right now, I think they're probably going to be the impetus for bringing over Black Lives Matter. It already happened in Portland. 
they did a joint press conference like two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> because what happened is after like they were used in that the election or in the uh, in that debate after their name was they they were like okay. Well, in in Portland, they got together with BLM. They sat down. They're like, we have some differences, but we actually have a lot of things that we agree on. And they sat down. They came up with like things they agreed on, and then they did a joint press conference wherein like BLM declared the Proud Boys not racist. Right. I did see a, a lot of coverage of BLM getting very irritated with Antifa's, um, you know, kind of taking over of of the movement. And uh, yeah, that's not going to last long. Well, yeah. It, yeah, well, after the election, <laughs> when Trump wins. Yeah. No, I mean it, it's it's just not gonna it's not gonna last long. But I think that the thing is, there's gonna come a point where they're like, well, why is it that like one side says Antifa's bad? I don't think that most like well, right wingers are, are condemning BLM do you black remember? people. They're saying BLM as the white people marching in the streets and burning shit. Have you guys heard? Problems. Had you guys heard the recreate '68 thing that was going on? Like yes. maybe almost a year ago at this point, they were looking forward to 2020, and this was pre-COVID. Um, and they were just saying, we're going to, you know, a lot of the left really wanted to make, you know, kind of maybe maybe it was Bernie or not, but like. They wanted really, to protest the convention. Really to just fuck up the convention. I the said Democratic that Milwaukee convention. was going to burn because I thought that like they were going to show right. up. And then COVID gave them I, I a think, great excuse think, not to have a convention. I think the Antifa elements of, of the BLM, you know, I think this is all just like a, a, a realigned, uh, like they swerved the car because they realized they couldn't do the convention antics they wanted because there wasn't going to be a convention. And I think about, you know, late late February. spring, early sub, summer. It was, were, it was February because yeah. that was when the Ahmed Arbery videos came out. Right. They were they, Well, there's always going to be like a big racial something, nidus that they pull in an election year. And, and they had that going. But I think what they really realized when the Floyd thing happened was this is a visual we couldn't cast if we spent, you know, 20 million dollars. We can make this the most inflammatory thing that's ever happened. Not And I mean, in many ways, it's undeniably is that. But. Like they just, I think the resources that they pulled in, the coordination and these protests in places, you know, where they're 99% white people, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of programmatic stuff going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of coordination. And I think it was just Recreate 68 that got repurposed. They were and, ready to go. Yeah, they, no, yeah. it's, they were just like, oh, this is our, here's our plan. We pasted on this. Hmm. And that's not to deny the, the real anger um, surrounding Floyd and, and the real anger that, that what well, the, I think, I think they're, they're actually angry about the wider issue. I think all police. of America was united in anger about the Floyd situation because it was a perfect trope for exactly what everyone agrees right. is bad about police. Yeah. It, it was. And, and instead of uniting and being like, great, time for police reform. Time for that. Let's talk about how, how they don't need MRAPs. Right. Police don't need military and, and, gear. And yet, had we had that moment of national unity, what it really would be is a great cautionary tale to the power of the image because the image can distort you know the the tape of floyd being restrained by you know the, the and then the still images of of chauvin with his hands in his pocket which were like one second and then there's also proof that he wasn't he was just kind of bracing you know he, he wasn't he, putting all his weight on well his hands weren't actually in his pockets because he was wearing those black gloves so just the the narrative of oh this guy's so callous about this guy's life that he did this and you're like okay well that sounds terrible it looks terrible zoom in on the photo and, and realize that his does it change anything if his hands are on the outside of his pants i don't know but they were so it's like the rage is a script that is given to people and if everybody agrees based on one little nugget of something in time, 
that's mass hysteria. You know, that doesn't mean it can't be linked to something that's a real problem. But it's not the way we should solve our problems. Well, I agree. I agree. You know, but you know, at this point, I don't even think we'll see any moments of national unity well, distorted that's, that's or thing. otherwise. Like you can't even get anything like like uh, the Breonna Taylor stuff here in America. Uh, like Rand Paul was trying to pass the no knock warrants uh, thing, you know, and I don't think that passed. No, no, no. No, no knock I'm warrants. Kidding. No, no knock warrants. No, no knock warrants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, he was trying to pass that, and I don't think that made it through the Senate or the House. I don't, I don't know that it made it out of committee. Which is strange. Yeah, because don't we want police reform? And I don't... Like, like ask 100 people if they think that police need to be reformed. All of them will say yes. 98 of them will say yes. They might disagree on what exactly, but they'll all, they'll all agree. You know, and that's, that's what's interesting to me. It's like so many people agree on this issue. And, you know, it's, it's absurd to me that we can't do it because there's no, there's no willingness to unify. And, and again, well, well, maybe people don't want it to happen. And by not yeah, but unifying on it, like you keep people divided and it prevents well, actually that's, that's how you have the a resolution. It's called a political football. Right. But, but more well, than that, like, but, but I mean, like, like it, it goes back into like that, that, that leaked email from Amazon that said that like Black Lives Matter is a great way to put like to cause division and prevent unionization of like Whole Foods workers or whatever. Right. Like I did not of, see that. That's interesting. Oh, you didn't see that? No. So it was a leaked email. This was right before the BLM. This was right before as COVID was happening and like all the lockdowns were happening was that it, there was a leaked email from Amazon like saying like we are using heat maps on the floor of Whole Foods and this BLM and diversity training stuff is is uh, prevents union unionization of workers because it focuses all the attention on like race and, and like diversity and all these other issues but but the, so that's my point is that there's I think there's corporate interest in this stuff because it keeps it, it creates it subgroups keeps, that won't unify and it allows people to like okay so we're gonna have this black guy be like our head and of diversity can, and, and it actually and then it, it makes it, all it, the, it, it helps they like, can fucking do racism in in no, the, the bottom line without, is, like, is they but won't, You'll never get a union meeting. It's You'll never get a card it's, check. It's meeting. fucking compliant racism. It's kind of brilliant. Because because it, 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 you can it, literally it, support BLM, and nobody can tell you that you're making a hostile work workplace. Right. Because that is like not supporting it's the BLM ultimate is cloak. Yeah. It's really interesting. I, I, I think that yeah, but but like that's why you could say some of these like the vision and shit is like it, oh you're a conspiracy theorist for saying it's 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 a diversity or I'm sorry you're a conspiracy theorist for saying it's like an intelligence agency, but a lot of our intelligence agencies work downstream from like. <laughs> Like money and capital, like Amazon has a giant incentive to promote uh, all of these these things. Well, we, we, I mean, and, and that's kind of what happened at uh, with the Occupy Wall Street movement, right? Like, I, I think even Tim Pool talks about this that he like he was going to these meetings that were all focused on the bankers, the the, the very wealthy, bank reform, like all all of that was the attention. And then all of a sudden, people started showing up with all of these other grievances about like like diversity, race, gender, all of the other things that we see today. Almost as if it, was, it showed up to deter the conversation from, from, from the actual aim, which, which was to you know, divide people and, and cause all these other things and, and take the, the heat off the main target. It is know? interesting. It, is, like, it literally has become a political football that cannot be discussed because it is in, it's just racial, you know, <coughs> right. football. I mean, mm -hmm. we've all watched too many movies, too, when it comes to, like, you're talking about the government. It's... Most people believe there's this unified thing trying to do the thing they don't like. And the reality is is there's so much institutional divide between the CIA, the FBI, the DIA. These agencies don't coordinate anything. ATF, you know, ICE, like they, mm -hmm. they're bureaucracies. 
their, their bureaucracies with separate budgets, with very little incentive to cooperate, very, very few resources that are truly real-time you know, resources they can all use together. They don't have a master database, kind of, thankfully, probably for us. But, um, you know, it's like there's not one problem we face. We face a lot of inefficiencies and a lot of, like, cross-purposes and, like, our foreign policy. Every desk has its own view of what America should do in the world, mm -hmm. and they often get it all done. And that's why our foreign policy <laughs> is insane. Like, we literally are funding guys fighting guys another desk in the State Department is funding. Now, yeah, that's true. And, and, and sometimes that might be the purpose we want, but a lot of times it's not, right? Mm. Like, it's just just bad. It's poorly done. Well, that's, that's the ISIS. That, no, that's literally, yeah, that's literally the ISIS thing. We gave ISIS weapons. We funded ISIS. And then we funded the people that fought ISIS. Right. And, and we basically backed away as what Syria or whatever moved in and started fighting them themselves. We're like, yeah, you do it. Like, we helped them. You know, Gaddafi was removed. But we, like, or, originally... Funded the movement in in the Middle East that became ISIS. Mm -hmm. That was our doing, and yeah. Al Qaeda before yeah. that. Plus, it's known that like ATF and FBI do domestic things where they, you know, they 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 uh, they infiltrate like they like these far right organizations, and they, and they end up kind of becoming members. Well, the most and, the most recent and, funny one is the uh, the kidnapping for Whitmer, right, right. Governor Whitmer. That was, was like, like seventeen informants and one. One patsy, and, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's well, that's where that term Fed posting comes from because you see like these people on Twitter that are like they're always the worst ideas. Like, okay, what we're going to do is this: we're going to break into Area Fifty One. Yeah, we're going to yeah. steal the spaceship. We're going to fly it out. Okay, uh, uh, Dex, how about you? You fly it. You got some pilot skills, uh, Kevin. Uh, right. You go steal the alien bodies, and uh, Sean. How about when you, you go in there and you just smash shit? Okay, no, he's the anal then, probe guy. Yeah, and then and then like you're like, okay, guys, <laughs> let's all get into the car and do this. And everyone's like, oh, okay, that's kind of an unthoughtful plan, but it sounds fun. Well, okay, so we'll all get in the car. They get in the car, like freeze, freeze, yeah. <laughs> like haha, gotcha, we gotcha. You you you're planning on invading Area Fifty One, you three. And you're like, well, that guy's oh, he's a Fed. Mm. Fuck, we should have known. <laughs> Is that like when you asked me to like come over for this podcast thing you do? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get you admit. We got stuff. you on tape. You don't do tape right? anymore. We just, we just garage band now. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like a real studio. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, a lot yeah. of cameras in here. Yeah, <laughs> for a podcast. And the blow, you did, the, the blow you did before the show—it wasn't real blow. It's potassium. Mm. Potassium. That'd be weird. Awkward pause. Weird blow. Blow <laughs> filler. But yeah, but like a, a lot of these. Uh, I, I think what's just funny is like the incompetency amongst all of these quote unquote people in positions of power or whatever. Like a lot of it is just. You know, people fucking up. And we used to be mistakes, thankful for that because we yeah. would think the more bureaucracy, the the less chance of tyranny. But now we, what we have is multiple massively powerful bureaucracies, which reach their own tyranny acting against us individually. So now we're in this fucking dystopian shit show. I do. I do think there is a game of capture the flag going on in American politics right now, though. And I think it's like who can get the, the House, the Senate and the presidency presidency first. Like a supermajority and all right. That well, apparently you only need the Senate and the presidency, and then you can just change the Supreme Court to right. your whim of having 150 new judges. And by the time this is over, there's going to be more people in the Supreme Court than I, are in Congress. I, 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 by the way, I really enjoy the discussions about court packing. Like all the like, well, how about every year 
the Supreme Court gets together and picks five other members that they can have on there, and they got to be like somewhat even. I'm like, so okay, so five other members. This should so be li- a literally, commercial well, from the seventies. Literally, literally, you're asking the Supreme Court to spend a large par- portion of its time doing a political exercise and picking people that they think are aligned with them. Right. Weird. <laughs> Has this been pushed for in the last hundred years, or is this the first initiative that you can recall? For FDR, FDR tried it, uh, and he got roundly criticized by both parties. But only because of who he picked. Yeah? The Democrats weren't happy with the specific people he wanted to pack the court with, and that's when he lost them. Otherwise, it probably would have gone down. Really? Were they too lefty? At the time, sort of. <laughs> I don't want that. You, you, you don't want the pizza? No, I'm good. I'm I was cool. just giving it to you so that I could oh, get it. Is that the empty oh, box? Right. <laughs> no, there's, there's one, one pizza. I wasn't sure. I just wanted one of these, you know. Oh, and the paper. Um, it's interesting to think, like, if they, you know, if Biden wins and um, they get the Senate. In the House. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm presuming they keep the House in any version yeah. of reality. Um, but, but if they, happy to hear more about that later. <laughs> But if they get the Senate and the presidency, then um, the first thing they do in the Senate is get rid of the filibuster so that they can approve judge, uh, uh, judicial appointments with 51 votes. And um, they they start adding, you know, they add they add members to the Supreme Court. And they're going to add, you know, maybe... I, I think what they're going to do instead, by the way, is not add. I think they're going to start impeaching judges. I think that'll be the first thing. That's, that, honestly, I thought about that, and that's a bridge too far because impeaching Supreme poor Court justices for total bullshit, which is what it would be, I think that's a point where it's recognized as a naked grab of power that is in every way unconstitutional. Whereas you can legitimately say that there is a power enumerated in the Constitution that gives them the right to expand the court's size. Now, expanding it for no reasonable purpose is highly suspect, but impeaching judges for no reason, like saying, oh, well, Kavanaugh and, and Gorsuch and presumably um, Coney Barrett were, were appointed by Trump and Trump was creamsicle Hitler, therefore we're impeaching them all. That's bullshit. No, that's not what would happen. It would be Kavanaugh's a rapist. Right. And so is uh, the black one. Clarence? That one. Right. The, the pubic hair and the coat. Yeah. After all these, I think we're past the statute of limitations on... Joe Biden disagrees. Yeah. Well, then he's that's a bad precedent for him. Joe Biden remembers. Nothing. He remembers that. <laughs> he's like <laughs> the opposite of Pepperidge Farms. Except, except with Clarence <laughs> Thomas, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great ad. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden remembers. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the debate last night? No. But I... I, I think it's too political. I've oh, kind of done that the whole time. I mean, I saw some of the. I think we talked about this at the beginning. I saw some of the. We saw some of the uh, highlight. I guess. I mean, it seems like most people agree that Trump won the debate. Um, I mean, I, I. I would say I think we're all kind of on the same page that it's very I, likely. I didn't Trump, watch it, so I have no idea. Right. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I think Trump's going to win. I, I don't know that yeah. he won, but I know that he he got some. He got Biden to say some phenomenally interestingly stupid things. Well, like Bi- Biden. That. Biden denounced. Uh, his previous comments where he said that he wanted to get rid of fracking. And, you know, again, for international listeners, like, these are the big issues in America. Yeah, baked ziti pizza. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's delicious. Love it. Uh, and then last night, he, like, basically articulated a whole plan on how he was going to get rid of, like, fossil fuels in America, mm-hmm. which was hilarious because that was what he spent the whole time trying to say he wasn't going to do. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how much of it matters when, like, people, like, they, people just want not Trump. So, like, like we all see Biden as like this, uh, this like decrepit person saying really dumb shit. But I, I, I don't know. I'm not. When did that start? The whole like, because I, I, again, a thing that you wouldn't but, know if you're international mm-hmm. is that every single person that the Republicans have ever nominated in the last twenty years, the left has decried as a Nazi. It's just never been this loud. Like remember, remember Romney. Yep. Romney was a Nazi. Bush? Bush was a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Obama? I don't, I don't remember that with Romney and, and Bush. You even. don't? No. I do. Like, Dude, Romney, you, Romney were, was an evil man. He put dogs on top of cars. He he put, he put made binders filled with women. Like These were their like tropes that they, they drummed up. He treated women unfairly by make, putting them in binders. I, I never understood that one. I mean, I it might, it might always be there with like the 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 Republican candidate to 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 a certain degree. So, I mean, if it if it was, it doesn't make as much difference compared to now because it's so amplified. Like, well, and it's everywhere. I mean, it, it's look at Trump, who's the, <clears throat> arguably not a right wing guy. He's a I mean, he's not even a lefty, but he's he's I, I'd a say he's our first Ju- he's our first Jewish president, of course. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a tireless, he's a tireless (laughs) self promoter and he could be faking his entire, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole thing's an act, but the bottom line is he was on the apprentice for 10 years, I think. And everyone loved him. Nobody recognized that he was a Nazi and then he ran for president and it's an open question. And maybe we should answer one by one who we think won the last election. Was it Donald Trump or not Hillary? Because I really think not Hillary won. And so that may, that raises a question for now: is is Joe Biden gonna win or lose, or is Trump and yeah, not yeah. like is Biden's you know arguable mental decline going to make people go look? We've had four years and not Hillary, and boy has it been interesting. But fuck it, we don't need a senile guy. Like, is that a valid way to look at this race? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out on November fourth, maybe or, or when, December thirteenth. Yeah, when they got to validate the results. And I, and I think when you talk about like a Biden administration and the shit they're probably going to try to pull, like with the Supreme Court, you're going to see a lot of that. But speaking of but my Biden, favorite but, subreddit, but I become, honestly don't think they're going to try to pack the court. I just but, but if th- Biden wins, all of this anti-Trump energy goes out the window. Yeah, I don't know what happens in like a world where like by, by the way, all of a sudden no one is any. My favorite subreddit is our liberal gun owners. Okay. You got to go there. They're going to ban that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's, That's going. It's, it's amazing. Like, I was reading one yesterday. A guy was articulating, like, he's buying guns in case his fantasy comes true. And he, he describes his fantasy, and he's like, I'm sitting at home, and a racist bursts through the door. And I'm like, a, race, a racist? How do you know? What like, is he like in blackface? Like what? Like I'm? Is he wearing a shirt? And that's like guy, racist. The guy's like, not black either, like, right? A racist bursts through the door, and I take my gun and I pump two into his chest. I'm like, well, a, like a, a racist isn't like a class of person, right? Do, what do you mean, like a conservative? And, and this, or like this poster is undoubtedly like a white college. Yeah, kid. like a, like a racist comes through my door, like. There's this image in someone's mind that there's raging hordes of racists marauding through the streets. They'd be wearing the racist uniform. Right. It was like, oh, he's wearing Which a is racist. a MAGA hat. I knew he was a racist because he was wearing a MAGA hat. I was like, well, then, like, I, 
what MAGA hat wearing thief? Like, I, I can see, like, a, a burglar comes into my house and I shoot him because he's not supposed to be there. And, you know, I have children and, you know, whatever. A burglar, that's a thing. You know, he breaches the door. He comes in. He shouldn't be there. That's a thing. You know what? A burglar is a very obvious thing. But, like, the idea that there's this, like, mark, this demarcation that a person is just a racist. Like, what world are they living in? Have you seen so funny to me? Have you seen Donald Trump dot watch previously yes, yeah. racist dot watch? Yes. It's a website where they took the FEC donor database of everyone who donated to Trump, created a searchable map. You can search by zip code. You can search by use your location and they give you a list of houses and how much they donated. Now, it's technically a public query. But it was literally created to give people a place to, you know... Burn houses down. Burn houses down. And and the question is, if that's where they go, where are, are we as a country? I'm really <laughs> fucked, because I wanted to go to Laura Loomer's watch, like, election night party. So I donated to her just because I was trying to, like... I, I thought that that would give me an in. It's going to get you what you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end up on that website. You're going to get loomered. Is she, yeah, right? she, uh, she, she's the one running for Boca? She, uh, yeah, she's running for Boca. <laughs> or, yeah. But she's... she's I think uh, she's, that's all you need to say. A, she's running for Boca. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, I mean, she's she's up just north of us. Right, right, and, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. She uh, definitely is. She's running for... She, I think it's Senate. No. Or is it House? House. No. It's House. And she's, yeah. uh, she's, she's like a pro-Trump... Uh, and she's Jewish. She's Jewish. Yeah. She is Jewish, but she's an anti-Semite. Mm. She's a self-hating Jew. She probably told the joke. <laughs> See, maybe the comedian we need is like Larry David to to do something. He can't. Larry David's full on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's my issue. There is, is no. Like, there's no like. There is. There is no comic who is. This is what worries me. Comics have always been understanding of where the world is. Like mm. they're pretty nuanced thinkers. They're interesting. Where's the self-reflection among comics? Like, how did Howard Stern start telling people they should be kicked off air for saying offensive blows things? blows my mind. What the fuck happened there? Now that you made he it, no one else you, Can you imagine he ran out of midget hookers? <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a midget stripper shortage, so he's like, fuck it, i got to join the other side. I think he's jealous of the, the trend of... All these comedians having their own podcast and getting attention, and you know, like he's a hundred like, millionaire. Like, who would give a fuck if I had a hundred million dollars? Be like, whatever, you do whatever you want, man. I, he might, he might still care about that. Like, he might. Uh, My he, listeners don't have to listen to me forever. He's, he, he's trying to figure out the next stupid. ten years of his like, career because he he's not going to redo. Like, what never he be had. a thing. It's weird because like it's true. He, yeah, the, the whole podcast generation is like he he's like the old boomer. In, in, mm-hmm. in, in relative he to thinks it, to you be, know what I mean? Like to, be, very... to have credibility, you have to have you have to be on on radio, like a syndicated yeah. network or something. Well, like, going back to what you said about the millennials, hour. you know, the millennials. I mean, I would highly doubt he's got a huge penetration in that market, right? I bet he's like, penetrated a number of millennials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, like, do you think the guy's like rebranding himself? I mean, but how do you rebrand from Howard Stern? Dude, they don't even know like, who he is. They I know, but like, you go, you they go don't know from... who the. Fucking Beatles. I, mean, are. Like, funny, I remember. I remember in college when when Don Imus said that thing about the uh, which which college was it? The basketball team. Oh, uh, the nappy headed host. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it was not Tulane. It was. Uh, it started with an R. Rollins. No, not Rutgers? Rollins. Rutgers. 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 The Rutgers it, female bat. And, and 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 the whole basketball like they do a press conference. And I remember being in college and thinking to myself like, who's Don Imus? And how do all of them <laughs> know what he said? 
Because, like, how could you possibly... Like, they were like, they were like hey, uh, Rutgers basketball team, do you, you hear what Don Imus said? You should be very offended. And, like, they were all like, oh, we all listen to Don Imus, and we are just so offended by what Don Imus said. It's just, uh, I can never listen to him again. Like, that's his demographic? Because yeah. I'll bet none of them knew who he was until then. Like, completely absurd. Why would you... Like, if, if, if I heard that some guy in, like, Wyoming said something about me, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, I wouldn't do a press conference about it. He has a job, too. Oh, take it away from him. That was when they put Imus on MSNBC in the morning because they had no content, and they would just simulcast his radio show or whatever they yeah. did. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill went on, I think it was Hannity, and did a defense of Don Imus. That, he's my, mm-hmm. one of my favorite comedians of all time. I love Patrice. He, had yeah. a, he, he brought up some great points in defense of him. That he's, was almost like the first kind of like ridiculous. Patrice would have gotten this. Oh, he's the hero we need. Yeah. Mm. Too soon. The nappy-headed hoe thing with Imus was a kind of an early example of this kind of... Hysteria? Hysteria. Well, the, the, the cancel we, culture kind of... Yeah, thing. it yeah, really yeah, was. Yeah, it's it's true, almost actually. like the first real cancel culture That's true. moment. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything... There was like, someone right before... Public. Who was right before him, too? Because he was the second, uh, I, I thought. Like, probably Limbaugh. They probably tried on Limbaugh. Yeah. This is Rush. That definitely didn't work, but... Um, I mean, in a way, it's like it's all kind of an outgrowth of the gotcha journalism, like the Gary Hart, you know kind of shit that went into politics it just basically metastasized and they're like oh we can just you know it, it went from like who's he banging to what's he saying yeah you know that's true because it's amplification it's amplification of fake shock and horror no it's true like how, how can you be shocked and horrified by something some random dude said Especially at a morning show, where like, what's his job? Nobody's even fucking awake. Yet. No one's awake. That's why. That's why we put them in the morning. They're like, they're they're funny. I miss you to start a show at like six in the morning too. Yeah, like he had a crazy. I, I literally broadcast. had never heard oh, no. of him ever, and then finding out that he has a big show. But like, still, what name? Like, did any of those Rutgers women have any idea who he was when they went on TV and decided to take offense at it? Because I bet none of them They did. were the lamest people at the college that they knew who Don Imus was. I, I, yes. Like, from listening to him, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, like, did they start the workouts every morning? Like, okay, guys, turn on Don Imus. And then all he the, said, that, like, the, oh, my God! Did he really just talk about us? That was his market, though, right? So maybe it's a little different. Maybe. You know, Rutgers is, you know, is the it? New York Metro, sort of. That's <laughs> true. I like, at least with the way radio works up there. Yeah. But but still, like I, I, it's Rutgers. Not all of them are from there, you know. Yeah. It's not like they're listening to Don Amos. I was doing my best right, defense. Though, that, it's not very yeah, good. yeah. But that, that really was that really was like the first sort of cancel culture moment, like very public. That's a good observation. It was wasn't it Kramer? I'm sorry. Uh, what's his name that did that stand? That was yeah. after. I thought that was preceding it. I think that was way after. Was it? This is a super interesting after. timeline to build, right? Yeah, yeah. it's true. The, the moments of the, the evolution of cancel culture. Well, it's it's not the evolution of cancel culture. It's the evolution of cancel culture into the public sphere, because like this shit's been going on in like universities for twenty years. Right, right. In the comedic sphere, I'm seeing a pushback right now of some. There's other comedians that are criticizing, like woke comedians criticizing other people, and they're getting called out for basically being terrible comics and you know never headlining anything and you're here calling out people who headline clubs across the country like benjamin button it's kind of crazy that, tw- that youtube guy who lost his mind but owen, yeah. benjamin. Uh, that owen one. benjamin yeah, yeah. Oh. he never ages he was barely i never thought he was even a comedian really. dude i no one knew he was a comedian until he went on tv and said that he was i was a comedian and was like who, really <laughs> i was like really famous man 
We, 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 it all what, seemed what like a in? LARP top to bottom, right? And it still does. Like, does he, like, no one has ever heard of him. And then you watch his comedy and you're like, that's not even good, man. It's not funny. And then he talks the about himself like, like the... he was, you know, doing like 20 circuit, you know, 10,000 people venues. And I'm just like, what? Like, I, was, I was in the biggest of the big movies. <laughs> I was at the biggest of the big comics. <laughs> Louis C.K. masturbating from me. You know, like he was, he, he was. I'm with people who literally think Joe Rogan is a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a thumb. Like I, I've watched, was like, this is a, none of, nothing he says is funny. And then, and then I, I went and I found the thing that he talked to. It was like, I was asked to like headline the Grammys or something, the Emmys. It was Anne Hathaway's birthday party. It was, uh, it was birthday like a second party. rate. It was like it was, a second it was rate like award Anne show. Hathaway's yeah. birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like you watch it? <laughs> and you, you go and you watch it online. And there's like, a, he's like, and they, they, all the lefty celebrities are clapping for me. And then like he tells a joke. And then you kind of like, okay. <laughs> okay, that's passable, I guess. Okay, like, all right. And then he tells another one, and then I, I don't know, like it's like Sandra Bullock or something. It's like in, this this image indelible in the hippocampus of like I think it was Sandra Bullock, not that indelible, uh, where she's like you know kind of giving him like oh oh cute okay I'm the only one clapping all right but that was good that was pretty good good try it was like he was clearly this like second rate fourth tier whatever comic yeah, yeah. like he just he was awful how he old, still is how old is he eighteen. <laughs> There's those comics that use like a, uh, a puppet as a, as a prop, or you know, like Carrot Top is a, a prop comedian. Right. And he he kind of used like the piano and like the musical but songs. But he, he, like, did he uh, do it well? He pulled this shit about three years ago, right? The full on like yeah, yeah. I'm leaving. It's a little late for a psychotic break. On the it's usually in the twenties. Like he was 36 when he pulled it. But I will say his his move against Patreon was genius. Uh, was it? Yeah. How so? Well, he discovered in Patreon they had this like part of their uh, terms and conditions that if you sue them, they will go to, they will pay for, they're obligated to pay for uh, mediation. Doesn't matter if they're going to win or lose, but they're obligated to pay for it. So he like got bumped off. He's like, oh, that's tortious interference. So everybody just file a lawsuit. And so everyone filed individual lawsuits and it was thousands or hundreds at least of them, uh, each of which Patreon would have to pay like $10,000 for. And the courts ruled that they had to, in fact, do that because that was what their terms and conditions were. Right. He led that movement? He did, yeah. Wow. But he, I don't think he led it from the beginning. I think it was, a it was hap- probably a, an they, idea a by a accident fan. that they found yeah. or one good lawyer was like, hey, why don't we do this? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You got another topic, Sean? You veered off. Back to Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about this magic internet money yeah. you guys were mentioning. It's going to the fucking moon. I've never moon. heard it's of going it. going to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> we put the zero on the everyone's, end of this thing? Everyone's, everyone's, going bu- up. everyone's buying it. It is going up Comp- right now. Companies are buying it. They are. I guess. Yeah. If PayPal endorses, it must be good. Yeah. Yeah, they only endorse good things. <laughs> That's a good point. I hate the PayPal mafia shit, dude. All of those people kind of suck. Uh, in, in what way? Well, okay, so Peter Thiel sucks because he gave us Eric Weinstein, who sucks. <laughs> yeah. Elon, Elon Musk sucks because Elon Musk sucks. Yeah. They're like uh, ripples in the pond of suck. They are. That's it's exactly right. Reed Hoffman gave us LinkedIn, so that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> Everybody yep. hates LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, although, although, I will say LinkedIn got it right. I, here's the thing about yeah, LinkedIn. They did. So I was thinking about this the other day. The, the fact is, everything that you can it's say closed. on social media now is innocuous. You can't say anything interesting. Which is what LinkedIn was designed for. Right. You literally, like, it's a little interesting to say on LinkedIn. 
Well, I mean, that's just, not, just not posting on LinkedIn on. is like, Dude, you when know. people post on LinkedIn, they do their blogs. I'm like, who the fuck are you to think that I'm going to read your shit? Yeah. I've got I've got people on LinkedIn where I, where I look at them posting like three or four times in a week, and I'm like, bro, settle oh, down. What Jesus. social media consultant did you hire? Christ, like one one post every two weeks max. Right. Otherwise, everyone's not just going to mute you; they're going to be like, boop, bye. Also, you can't say anything. Time to prune uh, the list. Yeah, yeah. Unless unless you're like Tony Robbins, you're not saying anything that anyone wants to hear. Well, I don't, I'm not convinced. Like, oh, anyone. you're so smart in your marketing. Here's yeah. what I know about the LinkedIn feed: nobody reads it, but if you're there every day, they hate you. Yeah. That's literally how it works. Yeah, it's, it's it, like, why are you still talking? LinkedIn is content with a suit on. And Twitter is just naked content. And like Twitter's like, we don't want to be naked content. We want to have a suit. And then they go through and they're like, oh, he called her stupid. Let's ban him. Or, you know, like whatever the fuck it is that they're doing. And like Facebook is the same way. Oh, you want a content with a suit. We're grown up now. And it's, it's really weird because like what happened? Like <laughs> Facebook and Twitter would have worked if they were founded by punk rockers. That's, I think that's what it is. No, I think the the fact is is LinkedIn is still mostly people with jobs or who at least want jobs, and Facebook and Twitter are just whoever. Like it's, it's whomever. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's part of it's part of like like there's, ever. There, there's something Who's in our society. Yeah, there's something in our society where people want to like keep a professional aura. But I've logged into LinkedIn and seen like political posts. Like I, I feel like whatever semblance of like keeping a distance from that is happening and it's going away. Is there a LinkedIn for strippers? Yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn.com. Uh, <laughs> I think I think so in Instagram. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. Scroll to the oh, bottom oh, of oh, my oh, I think I think that most of the people yeah. on there probably. Yeah, my resume is at the first picture and <laughs> yeah. the, you know figure out the rest. Although it's like OnlyFans and TikTok where a lot of the uh a Chinese lot of those girls are going. Yeah, girls, yeah. yeah, those are for yeah. simps, though. That's yeah, not for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are simps? I'm I'm so unfamiliar you, with. Do you like, not you don't know what like what a simp I is? I hear about simps. A simp is somebody one uh, uh, is not knowing what they are. Have making. you ever given money to a cam girl? Not including well, well, simp. I, <laughs> I used to be a cam girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then it doesn't count if they're your friends. You're just trying to like you know tip jar. I would give stuff to Tiffany back in the day. Yeah, well, you might be a simp. So simp is just any guy that gives that gives money to women. Like that's kind of the that's like the general. Oh, I don't do. That. Oh, I, simp I occasionally lend. I occasionally lend. So you it's money. all married yeah. men. Do you know what the acronym acronym stands for? Ooh, I suck don't in uh, my penis. Is it an acronym? Yep. Since when? Since always. Dex suckers <laughs> idolizing mediocre pussy. Simp. That's a nice backronym. Yeah, you're right. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. Yeah. Dictionary.com. Simpson. Simpson's like a that. 30s word. It was a big word in the past, but was that's it? a great backronym. It's popularized now again. Yeah, that's that's way. better. Like, like the advent of like OnlyFans and these and I, I, Twitch. I feel like it's, it's 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 there's an acronym behind it, but people like lost like that acronym. Right. It's just it's, it's just a term now. To, yeah, no, it's just a term. I think most people Suck don't know what it means. They use it for that very reason. I agree. Step in my poop. It's like yeah. Karen has become a different thing. Oh, dude, too. The, the entirety of Karen has. So, what's funny to me is Karen started on 4chan, and what a Karen was was obvious. You'd look at something like, "Oh, that's a Karen," 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a character. Like, and it, was it went very through obvious. like a three-year like hibernation cycle, and, and then, then it came back well, and then with a vengeance. 4chan brings it back, and we again, it's very obvious at the at the outset who Karens are, and then the the left, the whole people who can't meme people, uh, they grab it and they turn it into something that makes no sense to me. It's just now women who don't wear masks. No, no, it it started back when it was like there was some, you know, can I see the manager thing on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, and then but, I think that this the Central Park woman who called, you know, very obviously Karening. Right, but I think that's when it blew up as the the rebirth of the meme kind of thing because they, they repurposed it for yeah. their own like, oh, it's Karen. The are, white Karen, woman, Karens are anti mask yeah, people. Yeah, that wasn't anti mask. It, 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 it became anti mask, but it, but it, but it, it got. No, it got she called nine one one on the guy who was cruising for yeah, sex. Yeah, she, she called. She called chihuahua. the manager yeah. to like cruising for sex with his chihuahua. Uh, we know there wasn't that you a comma there. there. We, we know that you were cruising for sex, and he had his chihuahua. Cruising for sex with his chihuahua. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, did he have a dog? I mean, when they destroyed, I know he's a bird a watcher. But, she had a dog. Yeah, but didn't, wasn't there a bad interaction he, between their dogs? Or was he, he just... No, no, he tried to feed the dog because it wasn't oh. supposed to be in the bramble. But, the ramble? The bramble, right? Oh, that's right. He was getting rid of the dog. So he was he trying to cruise for well, sex. She, she, she thought he was poisoning her dog. No, no, he did that at the end because he was like, I'm going to give him treats. And then, and and then, she, like, and then she grabbed her dog and started like lassoing him around her head. Like preventing it from... Remember that? Yeah. She was because she got the dog taken away because she kept like picking it up and they're like, and she's like, she was like oh, right, picking right, right. it up and just like flailing it about. Well, he was about to serve it the poison, you know, right? The Prestone Vienna sausage. She really, carries. I mean, she did it. She did a number though because she she actually got arrested like last week because for, for being white and complaining too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she called the police originally, filed the complaint, and they were like, okay, I don't know if they charged her or what. But apparently she called the police later and said that he assaulted her. I, I heard that it was just a, an extended remix of the call. It could have been. Alas. So, so that was debunked. Let's vote on it. <laughs> <laughs> Modern political theory. You now have the secret. But yeah, the, uh, I, you know, apparently she said she, that he assaulted her. So, I mean, to me, like, it's... Oh, and then L.A. passed the Karen Act. Right. They actually had a... They call it Karen. Caution against racially... uh, White women with absurd squirrel haircuts are not allowed to call 911 anymore. Right, which maybe is a fine act. I don't know. (laughs) That's a great way to phrase it. It's funny how these memes get like... Ma'am, did you... That screaming uh, chick from the car, the best, you know... Oh, the one with the the librarian hair? Yeah. Oh, I liked her. She she definitely can't call anymore. She can. She screams too loud. You know the you know the awful the levels go off acronym right? Because because no. the right was also like using the term awful and distinguishing between what a Karen and an awful is. I'm never awful. awful. AWFL is just uh, affluent white female liberal. Mm. Well, the, uh, <laughs> well, that, that's what she she was. Well, what that, that 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 was like there was like a what is a Karen? It's what's like a what's actually the awful? The the awful the awful is the forty year old careerist liberal that's you know talking about how Trump is the reason her life sucks. You know what I mean? Like right. that like that's the or it's Sean's favorite strip club is Awful House. Yeah. O F F A L or. <laughs> <laughs> Where he gets the most dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So an awful and a Karen are different. Yes. Interesting. I, th- I, th- I think. I, I think like I'm too old for these memes. Well, they're, they're coming and going. Like they're just you know. so fast. I remember, like remember what happened to the uh, take me to your leader, the the, the knuckles one. Oh, uh, <laughs> show me the way. <laughs> the, well, Ugandan knuckles. Yeah, Ugandan <laughs> knuckles. That was it. Like I, I did. I like that, I, I like that well, one. Explain it. Uh, so someone, it was like a, there was a, was it a video game? Yeah. There was an AR game or I'm sorry, virtual reality game where people could just take on avatars and be in the game. And there wasn't much to it aside from your interacting with other people in a room and they're all types of whatever, but people just like, there was like this really like retarded image of, of knuckles from, from Sonic, Sonic and, yeah. and someone was going around like in an African accent, like, oh, like show me the way. And they were like making clicking noises. So, so a bunch of like, like a chain of people just all took on the, the same avatar and would all show like me follow one guy throughout these worlds and like you know come up to people and be like show me the way. They're like, oh my queen, and then like they'd find like a hot chick like avatar and they'd like sir. I don't know. That's was, really funny. This is like the good part of the internet. That's yeah, really funny. Like, it was amplification of the inane is yeah. still. Unfortunately, it's usually just used for bad political. You know. <laughs> But that's excellent. I like that. Yeah. That's very funny. What's funny is that, like, that VR, like, it was like, oh, this was the first instance of a game that got popular with VR, and then it just, after that meme died, it, like, I feel like that all went away. I, yeah, memes are know. important. Like, they, uh, like, that was, like, the, that was, like, the, the thing of that, that whole game. I don't know. So, when we say, or you say, the left can't meme, what is a meme, and why can't they do okay, it? I, I, like, I thought, like, what's, I thought a lot what's about the this. breadth okay, okay. of the content so, so in memes, that meme nugget? I, I think the reason is, and, and I've, I said this on Twitter, and I was having fights with guys who are stupid, so uh, I'll explain it, and some of you will understand it, Can some you of you will keep the anti-Semitism like, in check, though, when you do? Yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm going to say it straight, so it's going to come right out. Um, I, think, I think that memes represent archetypes, for one. And and meta narrative, those those are the two things that they represent, and I think that like people, I, I think if you can't understand things like humor, if you can't understand meta narrative, I think you lose the ability in addition to understand archetype. So like the left doesn't understand archetype, which is weird when like Borat happens and they can watch that and laugh, because that that should be a good example of like something that they don't find funny. I think they confuse stereotype and archetype. Like they well, view Karen's a good example, right? Flyover country the, country residents Karen, and anybody in a Borat movie. Karen used know. to be a kind of woman that we have all met, right? And it's clearly sexist, but also funny because we know the archetype. She was also one of the sorority girls in Revenge of the Nerds, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but we know the archetype of the woman who calls the manager, right? right? That's an archetype. It's funny because like we've met that person. It's not every woman, but it's it's they're they're out there and we've met them. Uh, there's also men like that, but it's less prominent, right? So it's an archetype, and it's a funny archetype to everybody. Well, they turned it into every woman. Yeah, every white woman essentially. Every white woman is a Karen. That's not an archetype. So they they overextended. Yes, they extended it to be to go from like sexism against like a small subset of women that are annoying to every white woman is a Karen. Right, and storytelling an archetype's got to be a hero or a villain. It's not like the chorus. Right, it's it's an archetype. It's a representation of a thing, and 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 archetypes can sometimes be like multiple things combined, which is what's you know interesting about them. So like memes are archetypal, they're representative, uh, they're you know that's why they're mimetic. That's why they you know everyone 
you know, spreads them. But the left has this ability to like take a meme, ruin it, and then still spread it. Like the fact that it's mimetic surprises me. It's clapter. It's clapter. Literally. That's that's the that's the problem. Yes. And it's really interesting to me because I, I don't understand. I look at the memes that they do and I'm like, okay, so so the con- wait, so your conservative archetype, the what you think is a conservative, which isn't a person that exists, is just like a guy going, Heil Hitler, Heil, Heil and you're like, Okay, that's not funny. I've never met that guy. But you you're all passing this thing around about like conservatives like being literal Nazis and you think it's funny. It's it's very uninteresting and not nuanced or yeah, anything like, like that. It's like a one-dimensional slander, and it's repeated ad nauseum. Right, and that's that's the joke. Like, Donald Trump is an orange Nazi. <laughs> well, it's the... It, and then the right actually takes that and memes it into Orange Man Bad. Right. And they show the NPC and all the NPCs well, laughing well, at that. The, the, the one, <laughs> the one I like most... So, so the, the left tries to... Like, a, a, good, a great meme the left creates. Uh, and they love doing it through Netflix documentaries, which blows my mind. The, the notorious RGB. So they tell a generation... RBG. RBG. Doesn't matter. Red, blue, green. Red, green, blue. It's the same. Yeah. So they make the notorious RBG, right? And uh, and everyone starts repeating it. Like, it's this thing. You have a whole generation of people who don't know it's not good to be notorious. You don't want to be notorious, which is why the notorious B.I.G. was... He, he was... He was, you know, playing on that. He didn't. You don't want to be notorious. Well, fuck you. I'm notorious. You know, like that's that's the thing. But like they take this bad thing and they p- apply it to her because it's 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 just euphemous. It just sounds good to the ears. Right. There's no reason she's the notorious RBG. There's no reason for that, other than they wanted to to make her a saint. So well, it sounds like notorious well, and, BIG, and, and, and which it, resonates right. with the young people. But the young people don't know who he is. They just know that they who just, she is. No, who or, he is. They don't know Biggie. Your young people knew Biggie. The young people today don't know Biggie. Really? No. They know Biggie in a different way, maybe. Like, it's not the same way that they know. They don't listen to the Biggie songs. They know the words. I think they know the words. I bet you're wrong. We could test this. They don't know how to open cans of tuna, Kevin. So it's fine, but like it's such a classic. It's like saying you don't know Jay Z almost or Tupac. I think, I think, I think middle to older millennials are going to know. Biggie, yes. but yeah, the, the younger, the older, like Mark but, Zuckerberg will know who he but, is. But but that's the demographic that I think like that meme appeals you to. You walk right? into a, an eighth grade classroom, every kid in there, and here in South Florida, every kid knows who Notorious B.I.G. is. Yeah, it's Florida. Yeah, it's a little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant the whole time. I don't know. <laughs> so, so now that well, well, Ruth, Ruth, so that, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was East Coast, though, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, she was. So yeah. there you go. Uh, and the Hebrew. Did, and uh, so, by the way, so, did, did anybody care about her? Did all these women care about her before zero. she died? Right, zero. Like all of a sudden, no, no, no. no like, they, they cared about her before she died. They cared about her when they made the Netflix documentary. That's that's the key. I think they just all hate Native Americans, and that's why that's she's why their, they, yeah, their, they, their leader. They literally have no idea what, what her. They don't know any decisions. By of course, her. they don't. I love. I love or, asking or her any that. decisions. But, but that's the thing. All, What's all your favorite sudden, court case she decided on? What's just name all, name one? Right. The one. The one with the Indians where she took their land. No, not that one. <laughs> oh, that's weird because she did that a lot. She hated the, the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so the notorious RBG. And then they don't have they don't have the intellect or something. Something's broken in them to, to understand. Like, there's when Ruth Bader Ginsburg's eyes, when the notorious RBG dies, uh, the right starts memeing into existence the notorious ACB. AOC? ACB. 
Oh, no, oh, Coney uh, Barrett. Amy yeah. Coney Barrett, the one that Trump is picking, because it's fucking funny. Why is it funny? Because it plays off a meme that wasn't funny. Right. It's just like it's a co-opting it's a of meta, their meme. The meta narrative right. element. So then the left's reaction to that is It's not funny. No, no, no. <laughs> They're stealing our meme. The right can't meme. Yikes. Which is funny because it's... because that's the right's meme about the left, which is a stolen meme now. So like it just goes it, it came full circle. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was hilarious to watch. That's a weird that's a weird like but it's a good example because, like, the right memed the left's meme, which made it funny because mm. it was a meme of the, the archetype, like, of the leftist archetype yeah. making something. It was like, we know this isn't funny, but it's funny because you did it. I, I think you're right, though. The, the left uh, – a leftist meme is almost always devoid of a subtext there, and is usually simply it. it's, a It's slander. only one meme. Right. There's no irony. Oh, oh, there's okay, no double – Okay, so you yeah. think that the right wing is Nazis. It, they're okay. usually just slanders. And, and they, they can be true insults or slanders, but they're insults in general. Um, and there's and, plenty of those on the right. Like you, I read sure. them. I'll see them on like, like gun forums. Some you know, some person will like write this thing. He'll do like a picture and like thir- a thirty-seven line piece of text on in front of the picture. But it's not. It, it's like it, it doesn't get mimetic. It doesn't get you know pushed around. Mm. But the left will push these like unnuanced, single-meaning memes. Right. Well, it's, it's really weird. It's the death of comedy again. I mean, you know, if it's not a real joke, it, it, it's devoid of a you know. Any knowledge of truth and pain. It doesn't have it an has, exploration. It has of no meaning. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand the context there, but. Did you hear well, what he said? Well, he said there is, there, it has no meaning. That's not what he said. <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't you, you encourage can listen, him. You can listen to yeah. like, when I, when I On the replay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I missed something you said. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Sean's so dumb. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's it. It, it is interesting because like that, I've thought a lot about that as to like what's going on there, and it really is this like removal of the nuance from the cultural conversation, and that's you know I wouldn't call myself a right winger by any means. I never would have. Uh, I'm an anarcho millinerist. The thing I care about most is uh, is is reinstating onions as a tradable future. And uh, that that truly is about as far as my political beliefs go, um, and I hate I hate commies, but like the 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 left right divide has become very stark lately, and it's difficult not to fall into one of the buckets. It's just difficult because like one there's only one, two buckets. So well, one hard. side is crazy, and the other yeah. side is like, well, we're still kind of just enjoying ourselves and you're like oh, i guess i'm i guess i'm on the right your your path to being a de facto right winger is is easy to explain you simply don't like being denied the right to decide for yourself well, i don't like not, and in the I, current, I, like being, I don't like being told i can't say things right and in the current situation that makes you a nazi yeah absurdly but that's the facts <laughs> i do have some german heritage <laughs> do you yeah. disavow the proud boys me sure the poor boys <laughs> Poor boys. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, poor boys, stand back and stand by. He called them the poor boys yesterday. He did? Yeah. No, no. Bob, uh, Biden, Biden did. Biden did. Because oh. he, 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 he trailed off a couple times yesterday doing like senility. He was just doing senility. And he was like, and then the poor boys. And I was like, poor boys? Okay. Well, so that's were, what's th- going were there on. any like outbursts of extreme non-expected anger in the debate? 
Like, did he just get ornery? He got, he got ornery and, 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 and weird and started smiling funny and making weird noises. <laughs> and it was it was strange to watch. I might have to see the he, highlights he real. He brought up Hunter Biden's laptop first, I believe. That was probably a, a preemptive foolish one. strategic I, I, I agree, but he, he goes, that's right. He goes, I mean, it's like the, I'm not going to bring it up. Actually, I will bring it up. Yeah. Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> I think it wasn't every, quite that obvious. I think every time very, like, like, Joe wow, Biden was told that every there? time he thinks he shouldn't bring something up, he should, he should not bring it up. up. He should not bring <laughs> it up. Like, go with that. Go with that. Go with that. Go yeah. with that. Joe. There's, a, there's, this, there's this moment that everybody like. There's a point where he goes. Uh, he, what does he say? Like I, I would reduce oil subsidies after he did that whole thing about like how he wouldn't do anything to oil, and you can hear the moderator go, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> And like yeah. you can't tell whether she's responding to like why are you doing this, man, or whether it's like a, a genuine question. <laughs> yeah. well, why I, would you do that? Like I've been trying to help you this whole time, avoid yeah. this, but now you're gonna. Oh, he's he's still doing it. And like to, like Trump was just sitting there letting him talk. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, well, kill fracking. He was oh muted. no 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 not not at this part because they, they oh. were muted for two minutes and then uh, they got to talk back and forth oh, unmuted. Okay. And, uh, is, you know, is, is, Trump is just sitting there like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, the voters haven't heard that before. Oh, wow. Very, very smart. Okay, Biden. All right. All right. Remember that, Texas. Remember that, Kansas. Remember that, Pennsylvania. Yep. And I was like, wow. <laughs> just, let, like, just let Biden talk. Right. He, he, he does senility. He just does it. Yeah, that tends to happen in people who are senile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly is. <laughs> Do we have anything that we have to get to still? Have to get to? Well, we never have to get could, to anything. Could, what, could, like, what, what do you want to talk about, Sean? I'll let you uh, pick up the subject. Uh, Bitcoin starts here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dex is sitting here going, it's three hours. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, well, I, mean, yeah. I, I actually got to wrap it up pretty soon. Me, but you guys can keep going. All right. got to bow out. I mean, we, we, could, we could save some stuff for next time. We can. If there is a next time. Oh, there's a next time. All right, everybody. I guess that's it. Everyone here is too tired. Apparently, three hours where they cut out now. There's, we got we to gotta, like work it back up. Uh, I guess the stamina is a little low. Let's do one next week. We can, well, that's probably what we should do. All right, everybody. This is John Seth Chunkin up the Deuce of the South. The Mass has ended. Go in peace. St. Catherine, pray for us. For real. <laughs> the patron saint of millinery.